Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Bottom of the Bill. We got our boy Dylan Mikos on today of Yashira. How you doing, man? Good, buddy. How's it going? Good, man. Uh, before we get started, do the obligatory cheers. Yeah, cheers that claw. The claw. I didn't even open it yet. Oh, there oh, you go. Wow. Oh, that's going to sound great on the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to sound awesome. Um, so... Fun fact for those who don't know, Dylan and I used to work at Guitar Center back in the day, like when I first moved to Jacksonville, and uh, we haven't seen each other since. So <laughs> here we are. This is a good way to break that ice again. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, wow, Bill, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> Anyways, he's got something better to be apparently. <laughs> um, so uh, I just want to mention a couple of shows that we got going before we get started here. Uh, Orange Blossom Review down in uh, where's that shit at? Uh, it's in Florida. Lake Wales, Lake Wales, Florida. Uh, make sure you get your tickets for There's that. No whales in a lake, man. Come <laughs> on. Where is um, Lake Wales? It's like Central Florida. I no, think. I, I that's what I saw. Yeah, it's like somewhere like in Florida. Yeah, somewhere in Florida. Yeah, yeah the whole state. It's finally um, here though. <laughs> <laughs> it's in December, December, th- December third, December third, <laughs> December third, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you get your tickets; they are going fast. Um, Doing an all Christmas set. Th- uh, that's not true. Don't yeah. listen to Bill. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, and then we have New Year's Eve at Dog Rose Brewery. Woo-hoo. That's just finally getting announced now. So, yeah. Um, make sure there's no tickets for that one. Just show up, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that's all I got. What do you got, Bill? Greenhouse, anything? Uh, Greenhouse is uh, hasn't announced it yet, but we're going on a little tour uh, up north to Atlanta and Asheville and then playing in Jacksonville for a three-night run. Oh, and then, of course, uh, No Regrets Festival. We're playing uh, January 1st. That's in somewhere in Florida, too. Nice. Probably near a whale lake or something. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in the state. Somewhere, somewhere in the state. state. Yeah. But that's yeah. gonna be. That's gonna, gonna have be the to guess. It's a small state. You'll we had the. It out. Had, we had the first <laughs> show of the new year. So, making moves. <laughs> uh, you got anything coming up? Yeah, man. Yeah, we leave for tour actually uh, in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks from now, and it's like a three-week tour. Hell yeah. We, do, we start out in Florida, and we go up the East Coast and all around the Midwest, and then it ends in like Memphis and stuff. So that'll be our first tour, first shows in three years. Wow, man, that's amazing. Yeah, I saw yeah. I saw that post that you put up, and your uh, I just get jealous. I don't even I don't even know who the person is or the dates or the band. I just see like I've got this many the dates. dates. They're right next to each other, and they're in <laughs> in these cities. I'm just like, the best could be amazing. The routing <laughs> so on that tour actually is like so wacky. Like we start down here. And we go, uh, we go to Columbia, and then up to like the Cleveland area. I think Cleveland actually, and then we play Columbus. We go all the way to Chicago, and then at some point it comes back down to Atlanta, and then goes up to Asheville, and then Virginia, hmm. and then we go to Memphis. Okay. So it's a little, it's a little wacky. It's a little wacky. It could be worse though. It's not. It's not. It's not terrible. Around no, here. we're definitely excited nonetheless. But yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. When I saw it, I was like, man, that seems like we're doing like a star pattern. It's very yeah. strange. Uh, very <laughs> metal, Olivia. Star power. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you guys booking yourselves or do you have an agent? We have an agent. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, the, the tour package agent did most of those. I think on the Florida shows, our agent took care of some of them. 
I'm not really sure how all that kind of stuff really worked out, but we were offered this tour from the, like, we're the opener on it, so we were offered it from the headlining bands to, like, have the opening spot. Oh, so hell yeah. they pretty much handle all that kind of stuff from that point. Right, right. Yeah, but we do have an agent that books us for shows um, outside of stuff like that. So. Awesome, man. Hell yeah. Well, congratulations yeah. on that. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks, dude. I'm um, excited. Uh, so... Uh, I want to talk about Yashir before we get into anything else. Uh, so, how do you describe the style of music? Um, extremely aggressive heavy metal. Yeah. Like, to, like, you know, put a, a a good umbrella on it, you know. That's just what I normally will say. Like, you know, there's all those subgenres where you could go out and be, like, post-metal, doom, like, all this kind of stuff. But What's doom? Doom is, like like slow like stonery type rock music you know oh, okay. but it's like much more i don't know apocalyptic sounding yeah i don't get that vibe from you guys <laughs> yeah it has it has its moments like we like to like dabble into a lot of those sub subgenres and do a lot of different stuff so yeah um and uh where the name come from we were we were gonna call ourselves nushira with an n and um Seth, our former drummer, um, was just like, he was in a band before with Connor called Nisrock, and they were like, I don't want to be in another band that starts with an N, so we just changed it to a Y. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's literally the story. Really digging deep there, yeah. guys. <laughs> it's not like some Japanese name or anything, because that's what I saw on all your like pictures and everything. It's just no, it's, it. well, we found out that it means like wealth in Japanese or something like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's cool, but like we... We thought it was a word we made up, and we did not look it up to find out what it was. Yeah. Just who cares, you know? I, I think feel it's a great that. name. Yeah. That's Thanks. Yeah, we, really. We started uh, when we came up with Side Hustle. We didn't realize that we were starting a band that like fifty other bands have also for their name. <laughs> Whatever. So though. you know what are you gonna do? But we own the fucking trademark now. There you so go. Come at me, bro. So all y'all gotta stop. It's fucking right. I think it's funny on our t-shirts. I don't know why you decided to, but it has a little TM, TM on it. it. Yeah. I'm that like, it's trademark. Of course, yeah. it was a ten- intentional, yeah. but like, why would you do that? Uh, that part actually wasn't intentional. Full disclosure. I was okay. kind of overwhelmed. I was about to, it, I was looks, it looks like you bought it at Target, and like George Lucas owns the rights. It's getting that money. Good. Okay. At least somebody's getting the money. I'm just saying, getting that cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so how'd you guys form the band? Um, Luke and I had played in bands before together and Connor and Seth had played in bands before together, but we've all known each other for like a really long time. Um, we go way, way back with all of them really. Um, and both of our other bands were coming to an end really. And we just, I came to Seth with the idea that I wanted to do a band um in the in the vein of what we're doing and he was all in on the idea and it was just him and i jamming one day and uh he suggested connor do it and i was super stoked on that because i was a fan of their band that they were in prior and i like i said i was in a band with luke so from that point i suggested luke because luke and i we've been like stuck at the hip musically for a really long time like I think the band that we were in prior to Yashir has been a band since 2015, and we were in a band from like 2012. So I've I've just been with him forever. I can't really imagine 
playing with any other bass player, really, you know? That's awesome. It's great to have that connection, especially Absolutely. the bass player. Because you played drums first, right? I played drums in the band that we were in prior. Yeah, yeah, Right, right. Yeah, so to have that kind of connection with a bass player must be, like, just fucking perfect. It is. It's awesome. And he's such, he plays such a peculiar style. Like, he plays it like like a caveman dude like you know what i mean like he 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 really hits it really hard he hits like all kinds of like power chords and all kinds of notes he's super creative and it's really hard to come across somebody like that i feel you know totally man i think that it's part of uh um what makes that instrument so cool is that it really has like a lot of capabilities the problem is that most people don't realize like the full scope of what it can actually do because yes. they don't think creatively like that absolutely and i absolutely agree i fuck like like to me like some of those the, the timbres you can get out of the bass i try to get on guitar and it just does not work mm-hmm. you know what i mean like some of that like the higher up kind of stuff where yeah. you can get like i don't know it's just i just love what you can actually do with it that people don't take advantage of i feel like 90 percent of people that played bass just wanted to be in a band yeah the other 10% are actually like this is my life this is a musical instrument yeah isn't that what most musicians are though what do you mean most musicians just picked up an instrument to learn just to be in a band that's not true really I don't think so okay I'll I'll give you that I'll give you like all right, 40% of people did that where are you getting your stats but 90% of those people were bass players (laughs) 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 look this up Jamie look this up Jamie I'm just saying like if you think about that's true Jamie yeah if you think about it, and I'm not trying to say it, of course it's not easy to play, but if if you're trying to sell sell it to somebody who can't play music at all, you're like, yeah, you can just do this guy. It's just one note at a time. I'm like, I can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that uh, That joke that Matt Laffin was making when he was on here? I don't know. He was like, uh, I was like, you asked him something about like how do you do what you do or something. He's like a ridiculous bass player. So, oh, you know, I basically just kind of like put like you know my finger right here and i just like kind of just move that note around a lot you know what i mean <laughs> it's just like like his whole fucking thing he was just being ridiculous yeah he's insane um, uh so i'm curious as to what the band dynamic is like with you guys do you have like a band leader or is it more of like a democracy i would say overall it's a democracy but um in terms of like a lot of the communication with like the outside part of it like the label and the the agent and all that kind of stuff that usually goes through me, but they're also in contact with all the other guys too. It's not like it's just me, you gotcha. know, but, um, yeah, most of that communication would go through me, but overall I would say it's a pretty even playing field. Do you feel like that has like, uh, like it's downfalls that way? No, I can't imagine it being any other way really. Um, th- like, to it like everything every t crossed every i dotted in our band is like made by the four of us the choice is made by the four of us you know what i mean yeah totally so i just can't even imagine a point where it was just like no i'm taking the executive decision here and making it my myself you know wow that's uh sounds great honestly uh yeah that's 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 wild i wish i could uh relinquish some of some of that uh to the other guys in this band as well sometimes it's just kind of like it's kind of like you guys agree on everything like how do you i think it starts with the fact that we have the same vision mostly so most of the stuff that we want lines up anyway so there's really not much pushback i mean there are discussions and debates you know like those definitely happen but we welcome that kind of stuff and you know it works out yeah, for sure. We do some of that too, though, right? What? 
where we have like discussions about things that are going to happen. No comment. <laughs> no <laughs> Not starting anything on the, on the <laughs> recording, but yeah. Um, what's the uh, the creative process like? How do you guys write? <sighs> it's so much harder nowadays. Our drummer lives in Memphis, so oh my no god, shit. yeah. Our 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 former drummer, he passed away oh. like three years ago. So the new drummer we have lives in Memphis, and we fly him in. And basically, when Seth passed away, he we, we all we had of the recordings we had basically a whole album written, like it was like nine songs or something. And we sent Ryan like these like shitty voice memo recordings that we had. Oh boy! But you know how fucking loud we are, so it was like blown out. Just like you can't hear anything that's going on. So right. it almost felt like we had to like rewrite the whole record from from scratch, essentially. Um, and we, since then we will write like periodically when Ryan will come in town and we're practicing and stuff like that. And since the record's done and we all know it and we basically spent a good year and a half, maybe a year, a year and a half or so flying Ryan back and forth from Memphis to here to like get it all figured out. Yeah. And we would jam for like 72 hours straight, basically. Like we'd go home and sleep and then get back up and jam again. And wow. Just just running the album basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of work, but we were pretty determined to get those songs out. So, but the dynamic now is it's a little hard to say just because we don't do it a whole ton, but we sit, we just really sit in the room and I'll be like, Hey, I was fucking around with this the other day, you know, and we'll just build off of something, you know? Yeah. Connor will do the same. Hey, I've I've been coming up with this riff. Everybody does stuff. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. How do you, do you feel like, uh, like how do you get everyone to buy into the vision in, in the way that, that, you know, you do, I think they feel it the same way I did. Um, from the get go, I, I don't really even have to, you know get anybody to buy into anything they all understand the idea what we're going for the style of bands that you know we all listen to is very similar at the same time we all like branch away from each other in super different weirdo styles of metal and stuff you know but i think the ideas all mesh together pretty well overall like luke has a very noise rock background to him connor's very like uh almost mystical type of metal you know and i'm a little more straightforward have more of a punk influence and and ryan likes the more simple like straightforward beats and stuff like that and when you put it all together i think the band is a good example of what you get out of that okay you know hell yeah man uh i should like we should be be a metal band now and just like start getting metal players uh, to play with us. I would love to be in a metal band. Metal metal synth players get so much fucking spotlights. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. They really do. Yeah, man. I would love to. I would crush it at that. Cause it's. And I'm not trying to fucking dumb it down by any means, but it's, it's a lot of classical stuff, and that's kind of my wheelhouse. Yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about any of that kind of stuff. Like what anything is like derived from or anything like that. Like I'm so dumbed down to ju- like. I think we've had this conversation when I was working at Guitar Center before. Like, it's just like, I don't know anything outside of what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, this is just what I do. I, I hear a sound in my head and I just put it on the guitar and I explain what I'm hearing. And like, but I don't know where that influence came from or what's classical and what's not and stuff like that. And sure. 
you know. But my papa always said, don't be good at a lot of different things. Be great at one thing. <laughs> I don't even think I'm great at any of it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I think the, I I think the record's great, man. I, 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 I did, too. Like, when I was listening to it today, I kept on thinking, like, this isn't this isn't my you know cup of tea at all. But I was just like, like I get it. Like it's just like it's so uh, uh, clean. I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> yeah, the performances were so just like on point. Yeah, know, on all your parts, including including your stuff too. You know what I mean? It's just and like it, yeah. it 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 made sense in its own way to the point where I was just like. This is this is good. This is good. This is good quality music. Period. Thank you. you yeah, I mean? I, I, a lot of the cleanliness of the record, I think, had a lot to do with Greg, um, the guy who produced it. Greg and Chris up at Silver Bullet, they really pushed us to our limit. Especially Ryan, like our, our drummer, he spent nine days on drums. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, and he was getting every hit right like he was yeah. not letting ryan out of that room until ryan played the part right yeah you know? that's awesome and, and when you're going through it you're kind of just like fuck this sucks yeah but when you <laughs> when you hear it all back you're like fuck this is awesome yeah you know like i hear so you, man. i think it was all worth it in the end but i appreciate the kind words it's always worth it in the end i am the biggest proponent of like just fuck the budget and just go for it mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like we, we, I'm like going. We're we're releasing a documentary uh, with uh, the last album that we just put out, and I'm like going through all this footage of like being in the studio and stuff, and just like all the shit that we were going through. And it's just, I don't know, man. Like it's just to me, like obviously money is a factor in everything that you do, but at the end of the day, when it comes to being creative, you want to try and put out the best product that you possibly can. Right. You know, you want something that you can be proud of. And, yeah, of uh, course. You know, I don't think that, that should be sacrificed for anything. So I'm sure the nine days, of, like just tracking drums, was 100% worth it. Absolutely, yeah. At the end of it all, Ryan was th- th- like basically dead at the end of it all. Yeah, you know, he was just a zombie. Like, There's nothing left. Pretty in the brain. much, dude. Like his mind was exhausted. It just felt like the soul left the body. You yeah. know, but like worth it, dude. We listened back to it and we're really proud of it. So the um like that feeling of like <clears throat> listening back to stuff and where you're, where you're just like. Am I really like that fucking bad? <laughs> yeah. Like that's like, how I feel when I listen or uh sorry, that's how I feel when I listen to um our older records. Like I'm like, man, these are like so sloppy. Like yeah. we didn't go back and fix any of this stuff. Like that riff, like me and Connor are playing something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all learning experience, right? Yeah. It's that's like, the that's the punk side of the band yeah, shining through right there. Yeah. We don't care, bro. Yeah. We're just fucking fuck the system. Fuck you know? it, man. Fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you though, man. I mean, like, like it's just that 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 comes with with just you know, like every time you go into the studio, it's a different experience. It's a, it's a different learning experience, and you think you got it figured out, and then you go back in and you're like, nope, nope. I just uh, realized that I didn't do this thing or I didn't whatever. So you're just putting it under like an auditory microscope. Yep, and you're never really ready either. Never. It's like, we got to practice so that we're ready when we go in the studio, and then you get in the studio, and then when the the eyeball is on you and the ear is listening you're like it's just like fuck man we never got it like yeah we gotta try harder in here now you know like you feel like you're a step behind almost you know oh totally man it's like again i was gonna say like the only way you can really like practice for recording an album is just to record an album yeah and then go and do it again absolutely yeah Yeah, which is probably what we'll end up doing for the next one oh that makes perfect sense monetarily Uh, (laughs) um No, uh, we'll do it from home. But uh, anyways, that sounds that sounds great. Then you, you then 
it's a win-win, isn't it? Well, we don't record the second time from like home. Like Michael we Scott, it's a win-win-win. We so all you record win. your demos, basically. That's what we're gonna start doing. We did yeah. scratch tracks. I just like record we guitar. Did that. No, but I mean, I did I did scratch tracks for the last one that were just terrible, mm-hmm. and uh, then we went to the studio with that. And then it, they ended up being and wrong did, half the time. And you didn't write a lot of solos either. You kind I of wrote. No, I wrote. Uh, I just couldn't play them. I think you're getting confused. I no, wrote no, no, them. No, I just no. couldn't play them. Because on my song, <laughs> you didn't write anything for it. <laughs> on your no, yeah, I didn't write anything for that yeah. one. Yeah, I, I, I so that's a whole, whole song. One. Yeah. So. No solos, man. Come on. I no. didn't write the solos uh, on, on that one song. I wrote the song. I wrote the solos on, on the other songs. So. Yeah. But I just couldn't play them. That we was wrote. We wrote. We wrote his guitar part uh, while we were recording it. Which was a great experience, and I've loved how it came out and everything. I was yeah. actually going to bring that up. Like those kind of things are actually kind of fun because we had demos of the whole record when we went into the studio, and what Greg would do is we'd finish one song and then he'd go, "All right, guys, I'm uh, going to go upstairs and listen to the next one," and he'd go up there with headphones and just like close his eyes and listen to it all and come down. And there was one song where he came down. The song was like eight minutes long. Like it was like it had this middle section that was like just so soft and like so long and drawn out. And he comes down there and goes, so uh, I don't really understand the middle of this one. Why? <laughs> yeah, you know, what's the point? And we were just kind of like, what if we just literally cut it out? You know, just yeah. cut it out. Went from this part to that part. He was like. That would be much better, and the song is so much better because of it. Now it's like a three-minute song. Like yeah, like it's like it's hit. like four minutes now. We cut out literally like half the song. Nice. <laughs> it's crazy. What's interesting is like uh, if you are a potter and you go to your studio to create stuff, or an artist, you go to a studio to create stuff. If you're a musician, you're like, we're gonna work on it real hard on our own, and then we're gonna go to the studio and then record what I was working at home. It doesn't really work out. Seems like the best idea would just be to write an album at the studio. That's expensive. I was about to say that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, so expensive. I mean, like, yeah, that's how they were doing it like 30 years ago, and the label would give you like a million dollar advance that's what to I mean. actually just do that. That sounds fucking be amazing. Dope. I would love to do that. Oh yeah, because that's really the the ultimate like creativity zone or so, whatever. Yeah, I mean that would like, be. We're gonna write a song right now. It's a lot of pressure though. <laughs> like, I would, I would, I would love that though. Just being locked in that fucking windowless soundproof room oh, that's why i keep on 12 hours just and I, writing and i, I, I i'm not i'm, I'm not, not even being facetious i would no, love no, no, that no and i'm not sad <laughs> about how the album came out because it was worth all that time and money and everything like that but i keep on thinking about it constantly is if we took all that money that we spent to write uh, to to record it we could have put all that money into recording equipment and then we could just be recording shit nonstop. yeah, yeah. but we're not right? engineers though either you know that's, that's also true that is that is true I and mean, fucking jay's got the, the magic fingers there is youtube oh you fucked up no click, click. There's, good to go there's youtube there's youtube but and we I know don't, all the shitload of engineers i hate that shit though i what? hate engineering i i like producing i'm i love engineering big distinction i'm uh, your guy dude <laughs> I'm really bad. I'm really. I'm. I, I'm trying to sell me on this. It's I'm not telling you. This is I'm what not, he's talking about. I'm not trying to say in the I am not trying to say that I'm a good uh, audio engineer by any means. But I love just being like on the computer, on the computer, and and figuring all that shit out and all the shortcuts and stuff. I'd be a, the master at that. Yeah, we also don't have like a like a good space to record in. That's what I'm saying. Like we had that much money. Ten thousand dollars, which is what we spent basically on recording, like spent a little is bit more. not gonna get no? you a good studio space no man there's people i mean if you want to like, get good studio I, I, there's, there's this guy that i worked with he was a gm at sam ash and i worked down there and his side hustle would be like unquote, buy us one amp right you worked at sam ash here no in south florida oh that before you came here yeah gotcha, gotcha. and uh, the gm there his uh 
his uh, side gig was basically like he would build studios for people, oh, right? Duh. And he would like on the cheap end of it, you're looking at like a hundred grand. What for a decent studio space? Because oh you, have to, you have to get the room treated. You have to do all that all that stuff, you know. <sighs> Yeah, the guy, Seth's brother actually recorded us before we went up to Connecticut and did all of our stuff. He does my other band and stuff, too, and um, he records. He actually recorded two Yusira tracks recently, and he bought a house, and it has a mother-in-law suite, and he turned it into a studio. Yeah. But, like, that was, like, a plan that he had buying the house, was, right. like, putting a studio in the house. You can you can build a dope home studio. Yeah. I mean, you totally can, but, again, it just costs a lot of oh, fucking yeah. money. You know? And he's so fucking good at that shit, too, dude. Like, you would not be able to tell the difference that we just recorded that in a fucking... I mean, it's a sound-treated room, but, like, it's... It's just a mother-in-law suite. Like, it's just like a regular old fucking room. It's got, like, a kitchen in it and everything, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. For sure, if I, like, won the lottery or somehow got $100,000, that's what I'd do. I would love to, like, live in, like, one of those, like, like uh, uh, corporate sh- little places over here where I'd be, like, I live on top and then yeah. studio on the bottom. And yeah. then also that's- it's a record store and it's a brewery. It's <laughs> <laughs> my dream right now. <laughs> it's a brewery. Yeah. So you need a little more than hundred grand for Whatever. that. Whatever. right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm playing scratch house, dude. <laughs> Good win. I'm, Good win. You can't win. If you don't Wasn't play. there like there was like two scratch off winners in Jacksonville, like in a row, like two months ago? Yeah, I heard about really? that. That's why I started yeah. buying some. They're both in Jacksonville. Guess, uh, guess how? That, wait, that, so the Jags are going to win the Super Bowl now? <laughs> yeah. well, we're on right? our way. That's what that means. We right? are on our way. How many games you guys? Two, two and six. Yeah, are you a football like fan at all? No, he is not any sports fan at all. I love football. I was going to say, you're not a Dolphins fan, are you? Because those uh, are one of our he's wins. A, he's a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we couldn't no, win it in America. My family, <laughs> uh, my family they're, they're all big Dolphins fans. I just never got into football myself or really any sports. But, nice. Uh, I do. Yeah, the Dolphins are terrible, though. I know that much. They were good last year. Well, I don't, I don't want to get into this. I will talk so much football. Yeah, me too. So I love football. it, too. But we, this is about music. <laughs> yeah. This isn't supposed to be a fun podcast about sports. This is supposed to be a serious mu- music podcast. Yeah. Serious mu- uh, yeah. music. Uh, he's got a speech impediment. You'll have to excuse him. Okay. <laughs> I do. All right. I saw I saw uh, an email that we got the other day on the bottom of the bill at Gmail saying that we were like 210th in Apple. 206, actually. Oh, Don't ever me. try me like that again. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, 206. Uh, uh most listened music podcast for real an yeah. apple podcast Damn. yeah there's probably like 210 in the world i was but about I mean, to say you know. they don't tell you that there's 206 podcasts yeah. <laughs> hey we're on our way up yeah that's badass though. i thought it was pretty cool we, we actually hit a, hit a thousand downloads like last month which is pretty dope i got stoked about that oh one. my god yeah. hell yeah where's that um, money yeah <laughs> i don't know so where's the cabbage for all that yeah <laughs> we are looking for sponsors if you guys are interested in sponsor if you guys are interested in sponsoring we reached a thousand downloads in a year and a half yeah <laughs> big fucking that's a big deal dude how many downloads uh, do you have yeah. uh uh but yeah we need money for my record studio record store brewery Pizza place. I'm adding oh, on. Yeah, you're adding yeah. on. No, and yeah. pizza. Yeah. How much That's is that going to cost, Jamie? Look it up. Yeah, look yeah. it up, Jamie. How much does that cost, Jamie? What, <laughs> are, the, what, are, the, what are the property taxes looking like in that? A million, <laughs> a million dollars. I'd buy it straight up, best equipment, and just run it into the ground. <laughs> yeah. che- check in Austin. Check, check in Austin. Yeah. In Austin, yeah. I'm sure there's like 400 of those there. Studios? Probably. I mean, yeah, it's like a music hub, man. Yeah. Have you guys played in Austin before? We did. We, we 
We dav. We have. <laughs> yeah. We oh, that's it. weird that you said that. What? That I said dav? You said we dav. We dav. You're making fun of the way I said it. Something earlier. <laughs> no, that was an accident. Oh. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Got my eye. <laughs> Damn, you got my eye. Yeah, but you played in Austin? Yeah. Where'd you guys play at? Cool. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, bro, fuck you. <laughs> we played at a place called Barracuda. Barracuda. I feel like I've like, heard of that venue before. Dude, it was so cool. There was, it's an inside venue and, and it has like a back patio that you play out out back and we played out back and while that was going on another show was going on inside and they they let people go to both shows oh hell yeah it was so sick and they're like i think it was like a friday night or something and it was like lit out there dude were they playing this at the same time both bands yeah that yeah we were playing at the same time as like it was like this german punk band called reichs yeah R I X E. What kind of German? It's, punk it's like an oi punk band. Named I don't Rikes. <laughs> an oi punk band, huh? Yeah. So you got like uh, like skinheads. Yeah, I don't. That's I don't what it think sounds so. Like to me. I mean, I've listened to him since, and I don't. I don't get that vibe. Yeah, I said how. <laughs> <laughs> I catch you up. Right, right, I'm like inside, like jamming out, and go to find out it's like super racist. It's yeah. like how many Rikes? Is about three of them, or, <laughs> or, or four Rikes? That's good. <laughs> Well, that's that's but yeah, Austin as a whole. I haven't been to Texas ever, so I don't even know what it's like. But I I hear it's good. I played in Fort Worth one time. That's like Dallas area, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the club was called. It was like a big ass like, like almost like they were trying to be a theater, but like way too small to be a theater. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I played in Dallas, and that was the venue was called like the Red Blood Club. The Red Blood Club. Yeah, and it was like tucked off behind like a bunch of like. Uh, Restaurants and stuff. I had a camel burger at the restaurant up front. Like a camel legit meat? camel yes, burger. With camel meat. Where are you getting camel meat from? I don't know. They had like different exotic meats once, like every week. Was it good? That week it was cam- yeah, it was really good. What did it taste like? I don't know. It was like like really, camel, like dry. It tastes like camel. <laughs> it tastes like camel. Like like the cigarette. <laughs> no filters. Oh, man. Gross, man. No, it was. I mean, it, it was kind of like deer. Like, it oh, just, like very gamey. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. But they have like bear and shit sometimes. I would yeah. try all that shit. Oh yeah. I, sure. I'm I'm into. Would you try that. human meat? I would try human meat. Oh we'll talk no, about this. that's yeah. disgusting. It's one of my unpopular opinions. I would definitely try human meat. <laughs> oh man. If I knew that it that's was killed, up. if I knew that it, they died in a humane way and they didn't die like you know through some kind of like poison shit what or whatever, and they were like, yes, you way. can eat a part of me. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, if, if they like signed like, 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 like how, how you would donate your died? organs away, right? Like you won't because you have a conspiracy theory about that, right? Yeah, of course. But like, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a spiritual belief that i have uh but i'm saying like if you sign away yeah like on your deathbed or something or even like whatever it's like hey well you, would you donate your uh your meat for uh food for consumption for human <laughs> consumption yeah. if, it, if they signed that waiver and i knew that they died like in a you know maybe like a car accident or something they didn't even see it coming i want all that uh, adrenaline shit in the you know what no, I mean? no, you want to get like a nice not. clean fucking slab of meat yeah <laughs> maybe like a, like a like a uh, i don't know i can't think of a good way but no i'm i just gave you a good way just car accident didn't even see it coming just Blackout. Okay. Well, you don't even have to think about it. I already gave it to you. <laughs> exactly. Just don't work so hard. How would Bill. you? How would you? How would you eat that human meat? Like, uh, not with your mouth, obviously. But I mean, like, in what way would you cook it? Um, that's a good question. And what body part? Maybe grill. I think I'd grill it. Nice grill, rare. But like, like nice rare like a, human thigh. Were you, know you talking I mean? like a steak? 
Dude, mistake, think about yeah. the uh, think flank. about the difference of like like texture between like a fit person and like a not fit person. Yeah, shit like that. Gotta be crazy. Oh yeah, I mean, I definitely want somebody who's probably like more on the leaner side. I don't want like, I don't want like a fucking you know, like like a Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? That's a little too. Nah, that's mean, like I think. gorilla meat. Yeah, but <laughs> but like maybe like a I don't know who's kind of like halfway. Halfway. Maybe like a. I don't know, like a Kevin Hart or something, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like Kevin Hart, I feel like he's got like a good, a good uh, uh, balance. Of I think this this episode is your claim to fame. Yeah, you would eat Kevin Hart. I definitely getting canceled after that you one. Right? Eat him, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's happening. You would eat him right Whoops. out, man. <laughs> that's gross, man. Yeah, I couldn't if if I knew. I probably, I you probably could like feed me human meat and like not tell me it was, and I wouldn't notice. But it'd, if, it'd, if you told like me pork. it was, I'd be like, fuck no. That's disgusting. It'd be like pork. You've probably eaten human meat before. I don't, you think don't know. I, I'm pretty sure. You don't know, though, right? No, I don't. But that, 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 uh, that part from Gangs of New York where he says, the closest thing to the flesh of a man is the flesh of a pig. Yep. Yeah. That's true. Daniel Day Lewis. He's fucking, he's the best actor that ever lived. Well, the best Wonderful. actor that ever lived just told you that you probably taste like pork. So <laughs> it's the closest like consistency. So really, so everybody is just a walking strip of bacon, right? Probably to go? sounds good. I'm into Ooh. it. Ameri- Who's on board? I feel like Americans are very pork-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. They just fucking get all muddy and gross and just fucking flop all over the place <laughs> with no consideration uh, for anybody else's space or well-being. Would you eat? Would you eat me? <laughs> Yes, I would eat you. You would eat me. <laughs> no, I wouldn't eat you. I'm just joking. Because you got a little too much flab going on. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? for sure. You don't want to fucking you're like, I like I some like roasted like bill belly, yeah. bud. That sounds good. Oh, you, you like, bill belly. <laughs> <laughs> bill belly. That's, that's a good menu item right yeah, there. there you good, go. Good. <laughs> roasted bill, bill belly. Eh, you're a little too fat for me. Okay. <laughs> I'm a good uh, size. You're a good you size. You and me both, bro. Hey, <laughs> you don't see me calling you fucking fat. Because <laughs> I'm not. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm talking whatever. <laughs> Saying we're nice people. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not nice. You're rude. He's not. I'm not a nice person. He's not. I yeah. Know. That's why. That's why I liked him so much when we were working at Guitar Center. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was so like mean. Yeah. yeah. It's like I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just clicked right away. I think there was one time we were talking in the, in the break room, and then you said some shit, and I was like, "You want to go fight in the parking lot, bro?" And we were just like, "Fuck yeah, I'm down to go fight in the parking lot." <laughs> that's just. Kind of relationship we had. Yeah. We got to get back to it, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're already at step one right now. Getting drunk on a podcast. Yes. Fucking Talking about eating Kevin Hart. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. And not I eating was... me. You know how fucked I'm not up taking that it is? back either. You're not? I'm, st- I'm standing <laughs> by it. <laughs> I'm doubling down. <laughs> hey, everyone. Just wanted to take a second to talk to you about one of our favorite music venues, Blue Jay Listening Room. Blue Jay is a space for true music lovers where every ticket is a backstage pass. Silence your cell phones, enjoy a nice glass of wine or craft beer, and be part of an intimate experience unlike anywhere else in Jacksonville. Hear national and local artists sing their original songs and share the stories behind them in a space carefully curated for the premiere show-going experience. I personally have seen some of my favorite shows here, as well as having played with some of my heroes. Not only is Blue Jay a wonderfully unique experience, has become a staple in the Florida music scene. Mention bottom of the bill on your next visit and receive 10% off your tab. Blue Jay is located at 2457 3rd Street South, Jacksonville Beach, and be sure to check out www.bluejayjacks.com for news, ticketing, and events.
Yeah, fill up. Let me ask you more questions about uh, your band. Um, do you like being in a metal band? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Really? What's your favorite part? Um, hanging out with my best friends. See, I was going to say, uh, uh, for being in a band, it definitely, what everybody sees is the hour you're on stage together and the music that you make, but really it's so much bigger than that. Y'all play it's, for an hour? How long do you About play an hour for? and a half. Sometimes. We play for like 25 minutes tops. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that scene band. works different. We'll get into that. We've got, that's definitely yeah, a question it's definitely gonna be on about the... why do you play for that short, but anyway. Yeah, I, I don't really know. Oh, we're going to get, we're going to dig in. But yeah, <laughs> dig, but it, it has to deal with like, I'm sure there's been bands where, you know, people don't get along, but at some point they did. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see like bands. Well, most of the bands where you kind of know they're like super groups or something like that. They're just trying to make money or whatever, or like pop bands or whatever. Like they're not really friends in real life. But you think Bruno Mars and uh, uh, Anderson Pac are like best friends? Maybe a little. I ma- don't. Maybe they. I mean, they, they, they <laughs> I probably they're, they're probably friendly at the very. That's at the very what least. I mean. Yeah. They're not like brothers they, and stuff. They like do we Silk are. Sonic together. Yeah, which nice. is fucking. Speaking dope. of, we haven't even talked about the new song that came out. The, the skate one. No, the smoking out the window song. There's a new song. Oh my god! How am I the first person to hear? Wow, you? I, that completely you heard it went either? Up, flew under my radar. Yeah, man, it's pretty good. Was it as good as leave a door open. Because um, that is a it's fucking. It's, it's up there. It, it is very good. Uh, I really like the lyrics a lot. They're really funny. But the music video is just all of them. Like they're like like trying to be. Uh, uh, what's the word? Um, not catchy. When you're trying to be like corny, they're being corny about it. Yeah. They're all smoking cigarettes. I'm just like this is stupid. Well, <laughs> but other than that, it's a really great song. Part of it's. I'm sure that there's an aspect of it that's a little put on, and you know that there's a. There's a lot of money that goes into those productions, so and, and like the marketing campaign. So obviously, there's a lot of what you're seeing that's that's formulated, right? But yeah. um, you have to get along on some level to to be able to work together in that kind of capacity. Work together, you know? I know. But being in a band, like it's like it's I don't know, it's heavier than that. I think. Yeah, totally. Because it's not. It's literally like you have to fucking sleep next to the person. Oh yeah. In bed, yeah. especially oh, yeah. if you're not doing well. Billy's my cuddle buddy. buddy yeah, that's true. On the road. <laughs> I <laughs> don't. Buddy. Buddle buddy, yeah. <laughs> I have I, a speech impediment also. Whenever. Yeah. <laughs> whenever. Real. Don't say also. I don't have a speech impediment. No, you do too, though, right? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I'm just from Kentucky. It's where we talk. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when I sleep, I sleep, I don't move. I just like, I like, and fucking pass out finally because I'm moving all the time. But when you sleep, you just are like a fucking flipping a flapjack yeah. over nonstop Got and a lot then of anxiety. you try to cuddle with me is that the van you guys drive that's a hustle drive, bus yeah. bud the hustle bus that's, yeah. that's a good name we yeah. call ours the yash wagon the yash Ooh. wagon yeah. i like that where's that come from i don't know the what yash wagon oh uh, yeah with the y in the front i thought you said yeah. ash wagon i was no, like why do yeah. you call it that <laughs> yeah <laughs> weed, bro. yeah weed, bro. <laughs> fucking, yeah, we're fucking doom metal now we're fucking yeah. weed bro <laughs> i'll be in doom metal that sounds nice um yeah, uh, Billy affectionately called the van Olga at first. Oh, yeah. Really I forgot about that. <laughs> it was just a big old bitch. <laughs> yeah. And that's what well, I always well, thought. Well, it's 2021. We don't use that kind of language Big anymore. old female American. That's right. <laughs> you can say bitch. It's okay. Guess, yeah, that's what okay. I thought. The other, uh, the other straight white male gave us the okay to say bitch. I was, yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought that, that it was big, and it just reminded me of, like, I don't know, something like, if you ever use, like, Olga in, like, a cartoon or something it's always like this giant fat lady yeah like opera singer or something i love the name it just didn't really stick you know okay but anyways hustle bus hustle bus what are you guys traveling 
that. We have like a 15 passenger E350. Fucking love those things, man. Yeah, I love it. I've had it. It's, I guess I bought it back in 2016, and it's been uh, been trucking ever since. You how many how many uh, uh, guys are in the band? Uh, four, but ju- uh, we got a guy that like tour manages for us, and he like does our merch and fixes our strings and all this shit. His name's John. So five go in the van. Okay, awesome, man. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm curious. Uh, I do kind of want to talk about. Uh, uh, the way the shows are coordinated with those because you guys have like oftentimes like six people or six bands on the bill, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, but you running a band, obviously there's a lot of overhead, right? So how do you guys make that happen? Especially because the ticket tickets are typically like five, ten bucks to get into to the shows with eight, you know, six bands on there, whatever. How do you make it work? Well, what do you mean by like making it work like financially? Uh, financially, yeah. Uh, we agree to whatever it is that we're going to get before we play it, really. Like, as far as, like, tours and stuff, like, the one that we're going on uh, in two weeks, like, we're not, we're opening the tour, so we're not getting paid very much to do that show. But the tour is, like, ultimately worth it in terms of, like, promotion and stuff like that, because the bands that we're going on tour with are a bunch of bands that we've been trying to get in with for a really long time. Right. And we just have never had any luck. So it kind of depends. We got another one coming up in March where we're getting paid more on that one and, and stuff like that. So you guys are getting, like, guarantees then? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's yeah, good. That's absolutely. Good. Um, <clears throat> and we get to keep all merch money, but we print our own merch, obviously. So Oh, you do like print that. your own merch? Mm-hmm. Like, like, well, not, like, physically print it, oh, but we pay to print our own. Yeah. Gotcha, like, okay. Probably the same that you guys do. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, so, yeah, that's, that, that's always been an interesting thing. Because, like, it seems... Uh, like the way we, we had Mike, uh, Mikey on the show, uh, recently, and he was talking about like, uh, the way that, that, that world operates. And I've always been so fascinated by it because I see those bills. I'm like, holy shit, there's like all these bands on there. And, you know, a lot of the time you're playing for the door, you mm-hmm. know? So I've always been curious of, of how bands in that world make money. And the, the way that he kind of put it to me was like, well, first, the reason why you play short sets and you have all those bands is because it takes a lot of energy to play that kind of music all the time. That's absolutely uh, true. Two, um, this might be more of a cultural thing, but he was like, there's kind of a stigma in that world about financial success. Like, it should always be about the art, which in my mind, I don't think that you have to sacrifice the artistic integrity in order to make money. But it seems like the way he was putting it is that there's a lot of bands that start to make good money and then people stop liking them. Is it, have you noticed that being a thing? Yeah, to a degree. I, th- I think I see what he's saying. Like when you get on like the festival circuits and you start playing on like Rockville and, and stuff like that, you know, like I guess that would be considered selling out to some, you know, but that kind of stuff shouldn't matter to you, you know, like as a band, like if you want that success and you want it to be about money and you want it to pay your bills, do it. You know what I mean? But as far as Yashira goes, we know it's not going to pay our bills. We don't do it for that. Like we do it because we just love being around each other and we love writing the songs. So like when we get the money, like that's just like a top end on it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, I wish that uh there's just like that 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 is such a hard thing to find, especially I mean, I feel like that attitude is so much more prevalent in the metal scene 
just across the board. Like people, like that music is so specific where I think that the people that play it are really like just you're either like all in or, or you're or you're not. You know, mm-hmm. there's no like like in our scene, it's like it's just it's different. You know well, what I mean? What scene? The jam band scene? Yeah, the jam so I scene. I disagree with what you're saying right now. I I'm not like saying the pe- I'm not saying the people. Those people are married to that life. I'm not saying I'm not saying that the fans and the supporters are grilled cheese sandwiches, and you know it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm saying that that we're the exception to the rule in a lot of cases. Oh. Are you guys considered a jam band? Yeah, technically really? we wow. operate in that in that scene, but we're not really a jam band, and no. we have like moments where we improvise, but. Most of it's pretty. And we're really good at improvising and being jam band, especially at our cover shows. Oh yeah, it's all we which do. Is, at our, which is all we ever do. Our bar gigs. And it's then, all we and do, then when we play our reels uh, uh, with Side Hustle, our real band, uh, then it's more just you know. So uh, you guys play cover shows on not, the side? Not as Side Hustle. It's under the moniker the Hangout Express. So we to hang out, you know. But our our, rich, cool. our our cover band what? name was called Side Hustle, and then we were like, "That's a great name. Let's just call our band that." Did you do you guys do that to like? Does that help you pay your bills? Oh, it's, that's yeah. That's the way we well finance f- everything. It funds the original band, yeah. you know. That's fucking awesome. So yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, so like we do it under a different name, so we don't saturate the market, and also just people don't get it get get the wrong idea about what the band actually does. Uh, but then at the same time, bars pay you good money to play. So you know, we we all take a pay cut, and uh, and and take the majority of that check and put it into the band fund, and then we can go on the road and buy the things, buy you know, studio time, whatever we need to do. We can afford all those things that we need to be able to do to to, to do the thing with the band. You know, so um, that's, that's an how we awesome do it. Idea. Yeah, I don't know how to do it any other way. I can't imagine, like, you know, side hustle when we play. Like, there's times where we do make guarantees depending on the show. But, I mean, you know, a lot of times we're playing in new markets. And we talked about it earlier, pairing up with locals and, you know, trying to do it that way. But even then, when you're playing for the door, unless you're <clears throat> getting close to a sold-out room, uh, after the percentage that the, that the venue typically takes and then the split on the bands and the sales taxes that come into that, you're not walking away with very much money. No. And uh, the merch kind of helps, but you have to take that money and put it back into merch. So you can't really pay yourself right. out of that right away. Right, you yeah. Know? I mean, like, that. Like when we're touring by ourselves, we experience that a lot because, like, this was, like, prior. the last time we toured by ourselves was prior to having an agent. And Luke was booking our tours for us, and he would, like, agree to a lot of door deals and stuff like that. And, like... I know what you mean. Like, when fifteen people show up to the fucking show, like you're not gonna get a lot of fucking money, if any. Right. You know, like right. so it's just like, if all of you guys buy a t-shirt, we can make it to the next place. Exactly. You know, like exactly. It's pretty tough, but you know, for us, like, do you guys do the cover band as work? What do you like, mean? Is that like your jobs, or do you have other uh, jobs? He's, he's I do. full time. I, I have a. I have a. Time, yeah. yeah, I have a full time job that I do. Uh, but as far as the cover band goes, he just does solo stuff. Oh, I do like, mostly solo stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> that that pays. I, I don't. I, I keep all that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, I, that's his what job. I have to do. Um, but the band plays like, you know, once or twice a week as a cover band, as the Hangout Express, and then you know that's however much we get for that. We take a we take a percentage. Or, you know, each everybody gets a, a very small cut of that, and then that all goes back into the band. And it's fund, usually you know? like Fridays and Saturdays because. Uh, for the band because most places uh, they're not going to hire a full band on like a, a normal like Tuesday or yeah, Wednesday or right, something like that. Yeah. So that's what we do and uh, then we all just take a pretty big pay cut and then especially you and yeah. then uh, 
worth yeah, it though. Put it's it totally on. worth it. I otherwise wouldn't change we anything, man. Well, otherwise we couldn't pay for fucking anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why we have merchandise. That's why we have a van. That's why we can go out, like, get hotels on the road. That's why we have an album. Yeah, that's why we have an album. You know, it's how we afford the marketing campaign for that album. You know, it's how we did, you know, I mean, just everything that we do. You know what I mean? It's cool that you guys have a rep- like representation that can, that can negotiate on your behalf. It makes a big difference when they don't have a stake in the art itself, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they can go out there and be like, hey, this is what we want. And then it's like, well, no, we won't give you that, but, you know, we can do this. They don't care. Like, like, like your representation doesn't care if the person says no or not. They don't, like, they don't see it as them rejecting your art, mm-hmm. right? And that's a, that's a problem when, when, when bands negotiate on their behalf. It's like, I, I know how business works. I get how to negotiate, and I know how the numbers work. Um, but part of the struggle with being a, a you know, a self-managing and self-booking band is that like I want people to hear my shit. So mm-hmm. if like if we need a certain amount of money and you say no, uh, and then offer me a shit deal, I'm probably still gonna take it if I know that it's in the market that we haven't played before or that we're trying mm-hmm. to break into. Yeah, I, like you said, with breaking into it, like that—that's the real difference there, right? Yeah, you know, like breaking into a market rather than. We played there. La- we played there two times in the last year and pulled this many people. Like then, you have leverage to ask for X amount of money. That's why it's so important to keep track of your numbers as, as oh, a yeah. band. See, like yeah. keeping track of attendance and just yeah. knowing that shit. You know, our our agent. Thankfully, we work with somebody that like does care about the band. Like when somebody does say no. He's like, okay, well, point me in the direction of somebody who will make this happen for me. Totally, you know? and I don't mean in the sense where like they don't care about what you're doing. I just mean in the sense that like it's they didn't create the music, right? So yeah, that's like, true. They don't, they don't like have that, that rejection. Yeah, they don't have that personal attachment to it and that rejection that they feel when somebody says no. It's like they they can just keep on trucking. They'll still get you something and they'll make it work for you. But like because just you know we're not fucking business people we're we're musicians and we're artists right so it's like we just want to play yeah like that's all we want to do and i will like do that and that's a terrible business (laughs) model to have yeah and it's also it's it's a weird dynamic to like be in a band and like beg to play somewhere yeah like it's just strange it's like why do you not want me to play there yeah you know like (laughs) i'm asking you like why like I mean, not not to say, like, my band is awesome and you should want us to play. But it's just, like, it's more like a, like the model everywhere. Like, hey, can we get this show? And they just, like, ignore you. And you yeah. go to, you know, you go to the next place. And, like, and then you go to find out that the place didn't even have a band play there that night. Right. And it's, like, they didn't have anything going on. They could have just said yes. You could have come through. You could have played. And it just... They don't care. Yeah, you feel like Greta Thunberg. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, part of the reason why they don't, they, they, they don't respond or they don't uh, want to uh, book a, like a like an unknown band. Cocaine is the reason why. Is because it, it, it could cost them money to put that show on, yeah. right? So it's like the venue's like, all right, well, if, you, if it's just you – and then you have like maybe like a local opener or something like that, or you open for a local band. If you guys get 20 people out here, I'd rather just not open the doors. 
honestly, because we got to turn the lights on. We got to hire a sound person. We got to get a lighting person. We have to hire bar staff. That's a good we point. Have, we have to do all these things. So if you can't guarantee that this many people are going to show up, we, we'd rather just not have a show. That's why you got to pay play those fucking bottom feeder shows at first. Yeah. In those t- markets, like, get your name out there. Absolutely, man. Is that what you were doing? You were paying to play? Paying to play? Is that what you just said? I'm sorry. I no, 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 no. We never... We never paid to play, but oh, okay. I mean, there were some shows where we didn't get fucking. Paid I haven't either. I was just yeah. Well, of course, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's just like shows. like <laughs> I mean, there were. I can't remember exactly where we were when it happened, but oh, we were in. Um, it was actually on our last tour that we did. We played up in Richmond, and the promoter like brings me to the back, and like go pulls up goes over this sheet. No one was at the fucking show. No one was there. I'm pretty sure we played in front of the band we were touring with. Yeah, you know? been there, yeah. And he brings me to the back and, like, starts showing me these numbers. And I just, like, cut him off in the middle of it. I was like, I know no one's here, man. You don't got to <laughs> go over it, you know? And he, he was like, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, we technically lost money. And it said negative 50, and he, like, circled it. And I was like, you asking me to pay you? <laughs> and he goes, no, no, I'm. Not, we're just eating it. I was like... Okay, like, yeah, I could have just honestly just I figured that was happening. Could have just got in my van and left. You know, I wasn't going to come up to you if you'd ask. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that, that that's that's, you know, even if even if they if it if it's in a negative, it's still good to have that information, though, you know, because you want to know. True. Like, how did we like like what went wrong on that show? You know, Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of that has to do like when you're touring, a lot of that has to do with them because like. If you're new and they took your show on and they didn't promote and they didn't promote because I know that that venue did not promote. Yeah. Like I know for a fact the venue is awesome. I've played there. I played there in another band. Like when I was, I was actually filling in for rhythm of fear and we played there and it was crazy. Like the show was there. So many people were there. It was on like a, a bigger tour that they were starting that night. And, uh, but when, when Yashira went back, it was just like, when you walked up to the venue, like there was not even a flyer. Like it, there was like a list of shows going on in the month, and it wasn't even on it. And I was like, "How do you expect there to be people you're here? Supposed, you're supposed to be a partner with them, you know what I mean? Yes, it's not to be like, yeah, if you don't make me money, fuck you. Like, yeah, that that is together. That is how it seems. It like seemed there. It doesn't seem like that everywhere. You know, there are some places that will take really good care of you and try really hard. You know, and like those those places need more props. For sure, because it goes so far in in the minds of like people like us, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, and the fans too. That they, they want to know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like the people that are trying to like constantly seeking new things that are out there that want to see new music and like they don't know about it. It's like they miss out on an opportunity as well. Like your venue doesn't make any money. You know what I mean? It's like why did you have this show if you know that we're new in the market and you don't do anything? Like you just insured your failure tonight because like guess what this isn't the first time we're playing to nobody and we'll just move on to the next fucking place right we'll eat the well we'll fucking eat it and i know that you will too but at the same time it's like it makes your venue look bad makes your venue look bad you know what i mean but there's a lot of contracts where where i've worked out where they want that negotiated into the budget right so it's like if you want them to promote there's a fee for that yeah right so it's like oh yeah because yeah. they have to hire somebody t- to do the still more money that they got to they got to pay and they I could guess that just recoup a loss they, on they it. Need, yeah. they need somebody to create a flyer. They need someone to 
go actively promote the thing. If you want to have a social, if you want to have a budget for a social media campaign, you know, you work that all in and then that's factored in overall to your split on the door. Or if you have a guarantee, they factor that into the guarantee. So it's like all those things that come into play. And that's what a lot of contracts that I've had to, you know, lot like go line by line, like going through. That's what a lot of them say. Now we can always on our end, like we can always, uh, take the extra bump in the guarantee and say, well, we'll just handle promo on our end. You guys don't worry about it. We'll designate so-and-so to a social media campaign. We'll target that demographic in this area. We'll create the flyer. We'll do all of it. We want this much money to do that, right? Or they, Jeez, can, dude. Or they can say, like, you know, hey, here's our guarantee plus – Plus, uh, we'll, we'll factor in, you know, a $500 budget for advertising because you guys are worth it. That doesn't happen too often with bands at our stage, but that happens a lot. You know, we've done that a couple of times at local, you know, venues here. Uh, but bigger bands, that's factored into the contract, you know. Like, yeah, I'm, I've, I've never been in a bigger band, so I don't know. I've just only heard about it. And yeah. Like, you know, because <laughs> like, I'll see it on the contract. I'm like, oh. <laughs> It's uh, very humble of you to say that. Yeah. I've never been in a bigger band. I was just laughing at Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm with you. Neither, neither have I. That's There's why a I reason why this is called the bottom of the Bottom bill. of the bill. Right. Yeah. Top of the bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's fucking wild, all the ins and outs. That's why it's fucking dope that you guys have representation that can handle a lot of this, you know, yeah. bullshit that we don't want to deal oh, with. Oh, yeah, without know? a doubt. For sure. Yeah, he's great. His name's Dan. He's, how, he's the shit. How'd you get Dan? Well, we got... We used to have an agent named Sean, and um, there was just, like, it seemed like there was, like, a little bit of a creative difference in terms of, like, where he thought we should go rather than where we felt like we were should we should be in terms of the bands we were touring with and subgenres of metal and all that kind of shit. And um, we went, we asked our manager if he knew of anybody who would, like, be interested in doing it. And Dan's kind of a at least in our world he's a a bigger promoter and i was you know we were talking to will our manager and it's just like let's shoot for dan you know let's see if we can get defonts why not you know and uh he was just super interested just because he liked the band not because we had done anything but he was just a fan of the band so we've been with him ever since that's awesome man yeah. I mean, to find representation that really believes in your vision mm-hmm. and that goes to bat for you that's that's awesome yeah and sean Sean, the agent that we had before that, he definitely, like, backed us, liked the band, and, like, did everything he could to help. But it just seemed like it was just like, yeah, I don't I don't think we're on the same page here with what we're supposed to, where we're supposed to be, you right. know? Right, right. Which is important, because, like, I think that a lot of bands have this idea that once you get an agent or a manager, that somehow your work kind of like stops Mm. but really like they're a tool for you to use so you have to really be on board with 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 that thing they're not going to drive the ship for you oh absolutely not like they just they're they're following your lead so you have to you know explain to them what's happening and like they might have a different vision by the end of the day like they have to do what you say that's why they're getting a cut of your of your business right yeah so it's like yeah, man. So it's cool that you're able to find somebody now that doesn't have, you know, those creative differences. For know? sure. Uh, I'd love to have an agent for our band. Yeah, it'd be amazing. It'd be great. That's what I really was trying to ask is how did you, like, uh, pitch it? Like, be like, hey. Our manager did. Yeah. That's, that's what a manager does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. And our, our, our manager has, like, he's got a lot of pool in a lot of places. We got lucky 
to even find him. And, you know, I use the man, the term manager loosely. He's, he's a, a guy that found our band through this fucking competition with Converse. He's a record producer. Mm-hmm. And he found our band that we it, we entered into this contest, and he he heard us, and we went up to Brooklyn and recorded a song with him in the Converse Rubber Track Studios. Wow. And ever since then, we've just been in touch with him, and he always just like helps out. But he's he's really it's more of like a handshake deal than anything. Okay. With him, like he just has a lot of connections, and like if I go through him and I. I call him our manager, you know, but like on paper, I don't know how true that that really is, you know? Yeah, I feel you. But like he does, he's done a lot of stuff for us that a manager would do. So all things considered, I guess he is. But I mean, we have a similar situation. We have a, uh, uh, um, this guy, uh, David and his wife, Michelle up in South Carolina. 313 Productions. Uh, 786 Productions. Sorry. I thought they're from Detroit. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, uh, they found us randomly, like on, on, like online. They reached out to us, and I was like, "This doesn't seem real." And then, either way, uh, they don't. They didn't have a lot of background in music, but you know, David's grown like several businesses and just understands business. You know, so he's been able to like, you know, speak like, act on our behalf in, in, in a lot of ways, but also give me a lot of insight into how to like run the thing like a business, and then. Uh, through the way that he's done things, he's made a lot of contacts and has been able to hook me up with a lot of people that are like very good in our scene for us to be hooked hooked up with, you know. So it's a similar situation, like you know. But uh, uh, it, that shit's important to have, man. It's like yeah. I, somebody needs to like, I don't know, give you some kind of fucking like insights. We don't know what the fuck we're doing out here. You yeah, know? I mean, I feel like prior to getting with an agent, like it was just like there was no business. It was just fun, you know? Right. And like the band for us now is still a lot of fun. Like it, that's the only reason we fucking do it at all, you know, but there's, there is a business side of it and to tap into it, it's nice to have somebody to handle that. Yeah. You know, totally. And they don't necessarily like handle as much as they just give up. Like you were saying, give us advice on how we need to handle it. Right. You know? Right. And it goes a long way for sure. Totally, man. We had a, a Micah Davidson shout out um, with a Midwood Entertainment. Um, he's kind of moved into a different realm as far as what he's doing in the, in the industry side of things. But they were producing a lot of big festivals and they were uh, ma- uh, uh, booking a lot of you know bigger bands in kind of like the the more like folky kind of side of things. But either way, he like sent me a uh, uh, basically a spreadsheet on how to track all of your shows and all of like your numbers and, and like the capacity of the rooms and, and how many, you know, tickets were sold internet versus versus door, all that shit. And I was like, God, damn, was like, if you want to, like, you're going to need to have all your shit like this. If you want to pitch your band to an agency or to a label or something, they're, they're going to need to see these metrics laid out like this. And I was like, God damn, well, I have something similar to this, but I guess I'll go back and like, you know, right? adjust some shit. Because it's, so it's like, yeah, if you're doing it on your own the whole whole time, you're just as good as what you know. Exactly. And yeah. who you know. Exactly. Absolutely. So, yeah, you got to fucking reach out to other people or at least when someone's like, hey, you should talk to this guy. Like, fucking maybe talk to that guy or person or them. 2021. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, so you guys said that you were, you were the label. Mm-hmm. So what role do, do, does a label play in what you guys are doing? 
Well, we are on a two-album deal with Good Fight Music, and their role for us for Fail to Be, the record that we put out last year, the one that we were talking about earlier, they put out the one before that as well, but that one was already recorded prior. Um, they they give us a budget to record the record, and they do all the pressing. Um, they have a merch store for us. They do all the CDs, and they do distribution, distribution and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So do they, are, are, uh, do they account for the uh, 20,000 streams that you guys are seeing on Spotify and whatnot, like that kind of stuff? I mean, yeah, but like within con like our contract and stuff like that, like you know what does spotify give you yeah no i I just mean like have they have they uh allocated a budget basically for marketing and advertising yeah yeah that's where you guys are seeing those numbers spike because of their yes okay and that's that normally happens obviously around when the record comes out right and it obviously slows down when you're not doing anything right like we put that record out december 11th will be a year okay since that record came out and like the first three or four months they were pushing it super hard so a lot of those plays and stuff that you see online now were around that time frame okay but they've but before that we had like you know x amount of monthly listeners a lower amount and now it just stays up much higher and it seems to go excuse me it seems to go higher and higher as time goes on you know like it seems like the job they did is working you know totally yeah that's such a fucking wild uh, uh, world to navigate. It's a streaming world, man. I hate it. I don't fucking get it at all. I hate it. We had a, uh, a marketing team handle our release, and the guy came back to me and just said, listen, man, we're going to go ahead and take all this money and put it into uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram because unless you're spending X amount of money, I'll say it for people that fucking are interested, unless you're spending like upwards of $1,000 on Spotify advertisements, it's not going to make a dent in, in what you're trying to do. So that's the way that he pitched it to me anyways, which is why we put the money in other places. But um, it's wild to me. Like they were saying that even David Shaw, which is a lead singer for the Revivalist. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I haven't heard of them. Um, uh, they're pretty, they, they've got like a, a pretty popular song on the radio and stuff. But like uh, the singer of that band, like they, they were handling his marketing uh, campaign and they were like, you know, even maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but they're like, even with him, it's like, like we're, we're not doing the Spotify ads with him because like the, 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 the money that we're spending is not working. So we're, t- we've taken it out and it's just like, it's insane. It's insane. Like to try and think about like, how does that fucking machine work? I don't get it. It seems like it only just catches on and whatever catches on. Yeah. That's like money well spent. It's like, well, yeah, but you know, like if it didn't, if for some reason this is just, and you know, it seems like that's kind of the way that it always, music has always worked. Like people put out records and shit and people would hear it and like it or not, you know, like some stuff stuck and now you have iconic records, Metallica records, Stones records, you know, like all that kind of stuff. It's timeless, but we're in a different time now. There's so much fucking music in front of you all the fucking time. Yeah. You can't, there's like almost no way that you stick to anything anymore. And it seems like that works less, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. I'm just trying to th- uh, figure out like, okay, here's a thousand dollars to advertise on Spotify. Where do you, 
put where do you advertise on Spotify? You where pay you would pay Spotify to put you on playlists. And that's what was happening. You just playlists, grease, grease on the wheel to put you on a playlist. Playlists are the money maker. Of that's course, yeah, Spotify. and I understand that. I was just was wondering if like that's the fucking case. We're like, hey, we have all the cards. We make the playlist. Here, just fucking pay us. I want to be the guy that makes the playlist. Yeah. So they do. And it seems like a great job. Sorry, go ahead. When you're active on your Spotify page, yeah. like when you create your own playlist and it's like, this is what the band is listening to now. And like make your own playlist and all this kind of stuff. And like, you know, post messages and merch and shit like that. Like that's what makes Spotify go after you. And I personally, I just hate keeping up with that side of stuff. Like I don't, that's not why I'm in the band. That's not why I made the band. You know? Like, right. I didn't make the band to beg you to listen to it. Right. I fucking right. hate that. Yeah. Like, I, like, if you like it if, it, if you heard it, cool. If you like it, even better. If you haven't heard it, what the fuck else am I going to do? I'm not paying to have you hear it. Like, I'm tired of everything being monet- like monetized, you know? No, know. Yeah. Like, it sucks. Well, it's, I would rather just play a fucking show. Yeah, totally, man. I, I hear you. I, I'm like, because like the thing is, when like the reason why we all got into music is because it wasn't because we wanted to be like social media personalities. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we're doing it because like we love to play music. And I just know. wanted to make friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, a great way time. to do that. All my best friends are from playing music. Yeah, yeah. actually, same here. Most I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay, Bill. That's what you do, right? Yeah, it's kind of really. your thing. That's, fr- really. that's friendships. It's friendships. Friendships. We're not really friends. We more just kind of put up with each other because we're in a band together. <laughs> we have a different relationship than what I you guys do in your band. We're friends, but okay. We're not. I hate to break it to you on the podcast, but uh, you guys really a, a band broke up because they all like each other too much. <laughs> like it's like we just like each other so much that we can't be productive. <laughs> yeah. So we have to just break up. Oh, all, all we ever do is sit around, man. We don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! That sounds like the life, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you start a band if you had a, a lot of friends and uh, we're doing really good? Seems like a lot of torture. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> I had a lot of friends and started a, and then decided that I wanted to be a musician no, and yeah. started a band and left South Florida I because do. I had to get away from my friends. <laughs> Love you guys, but you were distractions. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It has it has ruined a lot of relationships for me. I yeah, say. totally. Well, in a good way. Yeah. It's fuck you. I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's but but yeah, man. It, it's it's like this whole like like now like learning TikTok is a thing now, right? I'm, I refuse. You refuse. I know. I I like I, you know. I'm a fucking sellout, fucking asshole. I'm are just you, trying to like be a musician. Are and you whatever, a TikToker? I, I mean, not very good at it, but yeah, I'm on and I like put put shit up. They're just hoping that people watch it. it just yeah. doesn't work. You know, hoping like, it fucking gets some traction and and sticks like a viral TikTok video, dude. Yeah, that's your that can be it. That I know that could like be the that thing. could be your lottery ticket. You yeah, know? that's what I'm fucking just like, you know. I don't know how it all works. But I'm trying to figure it all out. Like like you know, our generation is, is like the fringe generation, right? Where we were like we came up without the internet, and but then we that, got it, and we got it, right? So like we know how to adapt to the technology. But also, like, we're getting a little bit older, so the newer stuff, it's like we didn't grow up videoing everything that goes on in our lives, right? I can take a picture and put it on Instagram, right? Like, the video stuff I do, I'm active on social media, but only because I force myself to be active so Mm -hmm. I can be a musician. That's that's all I want to be, you know? And, like, I know know you feel it. Like, you don't want to be, like, 
having to push all this kind of shit like all the fucking time like you want you want to just play your shows and you want people to just walk by see it hear it and walk in yeah you know what i mean like that's what that's the perfect way for it all to work but like i just in a way like we kind of refuse like as a band to like play into the social media thing but i feel like our goals like specifically like between like y'all's band and ours is a little bit different in terms of like we all have like like other stuff that we're doing and we're not trying to like make it with this you know like i just you guys are so much more accessible than what we do like in terms of like you guys could make it and you could make a lot of money metal bands are so capped yeah, yeah, that's what I actually did want to kind of ask you about that, about the scene, is that, like, what is the metric for success in, in that scene? Because not, not to say the metric for success with what we're doing is money. I just want I, I want to be I want to be financially stable enough to the point where I can just be creative all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So what, how does that work in the metal scene? I mean, it it doesn't like <laughs> it doesn't work at all. I mean, like <laughs> the bands that that make it in the metal scene are the ones that we talked about earlier as quote unquote selling out, you know, like otherwise you're touring all the time. You're never home. And that's a different lifestyle. That's a lifestyle. I don't want to live. Like I don't want to be gone all the time. I have a wife, you know, like I want to be at home and like, I love my job. I like going to work and doing other stuff. Like the band for us is almost a hobby, but it's like some of the most enjoyment that I get out of my life, you know? So it's like, I, I don't know like you'd have to talk to somebody in the metal scene that's had success to get that answer because <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is you know I feel you but like if it were to fall in our fucking lap and it was just like wow you know uh, Roadrunner wants to sign you and they want you to go on tour year round and you know you're gonna have a fucking bus and they're gonna you're gonna get paid this much money every fucking night it's like okay I mean yeah I'll take it like that just if, if it fell into my lap that way is, is I feel like that's the only way it's obtainable and that feeling from me comes from seeing people work their fucking good bands good metal bands work their fucking asses off for pennies on the fucking dollar and I'm just like if this band can't do it I can't do it yeah. you know what I mean like I can't like they're so good and like I just I'm not like trying to down our band or, or anything like that. It's just a, a matter of like, like I was saying, like it's, it's capped. It seems, it seems the threshold is so much lower in like the, the metal world because it's just not an accessible style of music. Yeah. You know, it's definitely very niche. Yes. It's, it's, it's Who a is the like it. top metal band? You know what I mean? don't like Slipknot probably. Oh well, yeah. yeah. But I mean like that's okay. Yeah. yeah I guess I, but, like you said, there's either one or the other. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you know, Slipknot got big in '99. Yeah, so that was even a different time frame. That's what I'm saying. That. Who, who's like, who's like the the who, new one? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Like in our in our world, I guess it would be even the bigger bands that of the bands that I listened to got big in like the '90s, yeah, or like the early 2000s. Well, it just goes to show, man. It's like the the, the length of that grind, right? It's yeah. like it's like. Like even, even in our scene, it's the same way. Think about like 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 the fucking like the top billers, right? Like 
Humphreys McGee and and, uh, and yeah, they're twenty years. Yeah, I mean, like they they became like Humphreys like the early two thousands, right? And then like I didn't discover them until like twenty twelve mm-hmm. or something. You know what I mean? And like these guys, like you know, obviously I'm sure they're they're chilling financially, right? They're they're probably killing they're it. Doing good. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like. I can't think of somebody in our world who's like relatively new that's like young and like that's like making it. That's like making it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's this band in like they're a little more on like the hardcore punk side than we are. Like we're much more like metal and, and niche than even they are. They're called Knocked Loose. They're kind of the ones that we're watching. Knocked watch- Loose, I like that. We're, we're, they're the ones that are kind of you're watching them get bigger and bigger and bigger. And bigger. Yeah. Like they're playing bigger rooms. They're they obviously have much more into the production of the band in terms of live show recording quality, like all that kind of stuff. And like they played, well, they actually didn't play because it got shut down by the cops, but they came here with my band before Yashira and played in some motherfuckers backyard on fucking, um, pallets. He made a stage out of pallets in this dude's backyard and they were supposed to play that night. And that was with my old band. And I started seeing their name everywhere. And I was like, that's the band that was going to play on the pallets. That's fucking wild, man. <laughs> Before it got shut down. And now I see them playing at like fucking House of Blues and Hard Rock and shit. And you're like, pallets. You know, yeah. like they were going to play on pallets. Like it's just crazy. But, you know, they grind. They, they, they grinded to get there. And like that's respectable, but that's what they wanted. They had a different end goal, I think. Right, right. I was going to say uh, an, a, while you were – talking about that i think the main squeeze is like that that's exactly what i was thinking that's of. why we're best friends yeah <laughs> i was literally like as you were saying like the main squeeze main squeeze doing it they were playing monday night football yeah and but like also they're not quite like they're probably but, still like you know not chilling financially that's all they're doing that's all they're yeah but they're playing monday night football they're probably getting paid yeah. Yeah, but like they're still playing like clubs, though, right? Like they're not playing like like you know stadiums, theaters, and and, and bigger sh- shows. Well, like that. But like they're but but they're not, but still they're they're selling clubs out. They're doing a European tour. Like like they're they're on their way, right? Like in my mind, like when you start playing like theaters and and amphitheaters, and you're and you're selling rooms like that out. That's when you're like, okay, we're fucking like we're chilling now. Until that point, it's all like. We're hanging on for dear life until we get there. And I think that that's because as your enterprise grows, so does your overhead, mm-hmm. right? So, like, when you're selling out clubs, like, 500 cap, that's great. But, like, that's not going to that's not gonna afford you, like, the lifestyle that you want to just be, like, creative all the time. You still have to be on the fucking road grinding it out. You still have to be, like, selling, like, depending on merch, merch sales just to pay your bills because all of what, whatever your money you're, you're making from selling out clubs is going to your crew, is going to your, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it might be, right? Like, it's still... If you can even fucking afford a crew. If you can afford a crew, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's like... The grind to get a crew. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's a good band name. Have you ever tasted heaven in a glass? Do you pine for the hoppiest brews and palest ales? Do you like food? If so, then Wicked Barley is the oasis that your mouth has been wishing for, walking into the complete barren wasteland that is your life. Wicked Barley is located in Jacksonville, Florida, nestled on the banks of Good Beast Creek. Wicked Barley aims to provide its guests with a wicked experience, offering over 18 house-brewed beers, ciders, and meats on tap. They also have an expansive gastropub-style food menu, including burgers, salads, sandwiches, and more. Whether you are a newcomer or a craft beer connoisseur, 
there's a little something for everyone at Wicked Barley. Visit them at 4100 Bay Meadows Drive and tell them Bottom of the Bill sent you. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting to me, like all of it uh, in a nutshell. It just seems like the only way, well, making it or whatever, to me, really is just like, this is my job. And it's t like putting that on your fucking resume, not like you're ever going to get hired anywhere else again. But like, that's my job is to be a fucking, you know, yeah. entertainer. Like, that's great. Have you guys ever heard of the band Under Oath? Course, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So when Under Oath was like, they were the big thing when we were younger, right? Like I remember being in like fifth grade and just being enamored with, with yeah. that band, you know? And they broke up in like 2010, I think, maybe 11. And their singer came out with an article about, he was just like, because he started, he joined the band when he was like 16 or 17. And he was just talking about how when he when Under Oath broke up, he had no skills, he had no <laughs> job, uh, no job history even, for anywhere to even like hire him. And he was like older; he was like in his thirties by the time that they had they had broken up, you know. And he was just like, "I'm so broke, like I don't know what to even do with myself without the band." And like that's a scary thing to. I remember reading that and being like almost scared of that, like being like. Man, like metal, like if Under Oath had trouble, I, 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 I will probably, I know for a fact I'll never be as big as Under Oath ever was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I Maybe mean, came a band again, though, and they're a band now. They are, and yeah. And now they're selling records again. They're on the festival circuits, so you know they're making money. Yeah, because a, par a part of that was probably like they were all in that same situation, yeah. right? So, like, guys, we got to get back together. Like, we have to. Yes. Right? You also don't want to be in a position where, like, you have to get back with a band playing tunes that you don't want to play just to make your money, right? That's scary to me. Yeah. That, that thought literally scares me. Yeah. I'm like, man, like, ne it, to have it literally not be on my terms anymore. There's no enjoyment in that. I hear you. That's yeah. just like a job at that point. I but hear you. It's almost like being like a minor league baseball player or something, or all <laughs> yeah. the athletes that are out there. Like only you know a handful of them go to the show every year, and then that's it. <laughs> you know. And even then, like if you don't last very long, like what are you gonna do after your entire life was just baseball? Like. It's true, um, but you know, -A. a part of <laughs> Chick Fil A get Sundays off. At least he could pay you thirteen dollars an hour. My pleasure. Minimum wage. Yeah. yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> my pleasure you vibes. Chick Fil A yeah, too. My pleasure vibes. Oh, it's a good album name. <laughs> always thinking about it. Um, next. That's album. not why you do it, though. You know what I mean? No. Like, so, like why we do it, or everything like that. Like I, everybody's got those big starry eyes that you know. Eventually, you're gonna be like you know a millionaire or something like that. Would be great. But yeah, I, but you got to trip into it. I don't know. How, yeah, I, I, there's no way I could not be in a band or do music. There's just no way. Yeah, that's the end of it. Like this yeah. is a fucking curse of it. Like guess what? It's like one that's, in a million shot. You get it, but I gotta do it. That yeah. is exactly how I feel, yeah. and I explain that to my wife all the time. Like, it's like I feel like I will always be doing Yashira. I don't think with especially with what we went through when we lost our drummer and like grinded out the new record with the new drummer and like just got to where we went like i just don't feel like i could ever not be in a band like yeah. even if it means that we tour once a year or like get together once a year like the band is going to always exist for me one way or the other and it, maybe it's not this band but i have a feeling it would be that's just how this is the feeling i get from the band you know nobody wants to leave it so but at the end of the day, if I didn't play music, I feel like I would lose my fucking mind. Yeah, 100%, man. That's kind of 
like the blessing and the curse that we're all that we all kind of have right it's like it is it's a blessing because like we have this outlet that like most people don't have but it's also like a curse because there's times when you this thing means so much that like when it doesn't go right it's literally the worst feeling in the world and then when it works out it's the best feeling in the world but like regardless of those lows you still have to chase. Yep, this you thing. still gotta do it. You, <laughs> you know, still gotta play it. Yeah, it's like all the writer's block, everything. You still the, gotta write the record. It doesn't st- matter. It's just it's a fucking like, it's it's a it's it's a wild dynamic to have to like. Yeah, it's you know. it's it's working to create. You know, like it's like an artist that creates a sculpture. You know, like at the end of creating that sculpture, like say, like I, I don't know any giant fucking statue. I'm sure it sucked so bad going through the process of making it <laughs> but at the end of it you're like fuck yeah i did that yeah I, I made that fucking statue but ours is just a sound exactly instead it's, of a thing that you see with your eyes exactly exactly it's 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 insane man you know it's insane i uh you'd be considered like a lunatic if like you just like just wrote out what we do they didn't put like that that is for like for music or anything like that like what do you do every day and like it's just like now, how much you get paid for it? I'm like nothing. I hate that question. <laughs> I fucking uh, hate course. that question. No, I know, but I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, on paper, if if you don't have the like word music attached to it, if you put it to like, I don't know, concrete. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm like, I'm tr- trying real hard to get a concrete gig <laughs> out in Virginia. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're gonna pay me uh, fifty dollars, hopefully, and then a bar tab. Yeah. And how are you gonna get there? It's like, well, we gotta pay to go our way to get there. Yeah. I'm just trying to lay some footers down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, in ten years it'll work out. Oh yeah, in ten yeah. years. In ten years, I'm, I'm gonna get a name for myself for laying footers. That's the real good. That's what's the difference between the audio and the visual art, dude. Yeah. Like it, it means more that way for some reason, you know. And it's funny because like, that's not the case with the big ones, the ones that like made it, like Adele. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, did you read that article recently about like the record plants are so backed up that people are? It's taking people eight months to get their records back. Really? And then Adele, her new album, they put her to the front. To press 500,000 copies. So it pushed everybody back two more months. You're talking 10 months to a year now to get your record. No shit. Like, if if, if I'm releasing so, a record next month and I oh, need to get no, it pressed. Not. Yeah. Say, say you recorded a record right now. Yeah. You went, you finished it today. You got the masters back in two weeks. You sent them off the day after you fucking got them. You wouldn't get it back until October. You wouldn't get your record back. <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah, that's fucking wild. It's man. insane. It's like, you know, everybody's like writing like, "Are CDs going to come back in style?" I was like, "CDs are going to come back in style when people decide that CDs are cool again." It's not. It's not like one day we were all like, "Let's make records cool again." You motherfuckers just started buying them. Like yeah. that's just how it works. Like it's like, no records are going to have to be pressed because that's how anybody makes their fucking money, and nobody, like, nobody can get them now. That's For, fuck. Go ahead. Sorry. That's just wild to me, man. It's it's crazy. The time frame for that scares the shit out of me because we're not even close to being done with a record. And by the time we're done with it, I would imagine it would probably be the end of next year. Dude, what's it going to look like then? <laughs> oh, I mean, man. do you guys like, have Is it going to be copies? four years before we put out our sec- or our third record? Well, hopefully, it, hopefully they clear up some of this fucking... <laughs> hopefully. I mean... I think a lot of it's got all fucked up because of COVID and stuff like that. 100%, so. yeah. But 
regardless, like they're running out of wax or something. No, they're it's not running out of wax. It's just, it's just, it's just the the, the means of transportation. Oh, Bezos is clogging up the plot p- <laughs> pipelines, man. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of factors that come into play. I, I we have an issue right now on our YouTube channel where there's like we have like other side hustles that are on our page, right? And it's affecting the metrics that I'm able to see that I can report back to our management so we can like, you know, try and crush it, do things, you know what I mean? Mm. So I reach out to CD baby because they put it because YouTube doesn't just, if you're not like fucking making money for YouTube, they're not going to give you the time of day. No, I mean, in all fairness, it's probably pretty fucking hard with as many people as are uploading fucking videos. I get it. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) even like hating on it. It just is what it is. Right. So you have to go through, through your distributor, which for us is CD baby currently, um, so I have to go through CD Baby to do the artist separation requests and all this stuff. They go to YouTube. And right now, it is backed up by about six months. I've put in, I put in a request back in June. And they were like, yeah, in a couple of weeks, it should be cleared up. And then obviously, I've been checking and still these uh, videos are on our page. And I called them like two weeks ago. And they were like, yeah, well, it's a six-month six waiting period. You put in your first request back in June. They'll probably get to it by uh, November of this year. Uh, it's about the, the, the wait time. And, uh, you know, so if it's not cleared up, then we'll, we'll deal. Put in another one, which I put in another one in, like, September. And that won't get handled until, like, you know. February. February or March. So it's like. I oh think my god! Because Why getting, is it? Is it because we're so getting many so many of those requests where people, the artist separation thing, where people have the same name or whatever it might be. Yeah. And it's like, well, listen, motherfucker, I legally own this name. Like, I should have some kind of like leverage here. This, I that that right there is further proof that we are, and we just talked about it earlier. We're at we're still in the very beginning stages of the internet age yeah like we don't know how to deal with this yet right like we don't know how to monetize everything yet we don't know how to work it and like that you know you see that with how fucking crazy people are getting on it you know what i mean like we just don't know how to handle all the information totally we don't know how to handle giving me my fucking youtube channel that's separated from all the other people even though i fucking trademarked my name we don't know how to deal with misinformation. You know what I mean? Like, we buy into every fucking conspiracy theory that we ever fucking see on here. Like, you know, like, Daily Daily Beast 619.com, like, posts some shit and everybody's like, told you. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like it's just a crazy, like, time frame that we live in. And, like, it's that's why I f- like to avoid the internet in general. And that includes stuff for the band. Like... Our band page, we, I'm sure you've seen it. We just post, here's our tour, you know, here's a photo of the band, like, we're doing this stuff, like, a little updates and shit, but otherwise, like, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand or go along with this fucking content shit. Like, yeah. you gotta have content on the internet. I'm like, fuck that, dude. <laughs> like, it takes so much away from what I'm doing. Like, I don't give a fuck about any of that. It's yeah. interesting how, like, YouTube or, like, Facebook, Instagram, any of those people that are impossible to get in contact with, all they brag about all the time is how many users that they have. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, yeah, okay, so you're gonna brag about having billions of users and you have the fucking manpower to, like, deal with every other and you problem? only deal with 6,000 of them yeah that's, that's fucking great thank it's, you I know it's so ridi- it's so ridiculous man it's so ridiculous it's it I feel like I, I truly feel 
and this isn't me like trying to be like an old person or anything. I just, I feel like there's going to be a tipping point with the social media thing where it's not going to be the relevant thing. I don't know what it's, what it's going to be. I, I'm trying to like think about like what the next step, it could just be that we revert back to the way things were before. When Facebook wasn't working the other day, a oh, couple weeks ago, was I was like, is this it? Yeah. <laughs> it's I was like, is this it? <laughs> is it over? And then it comes back up. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I had a, I had a, a minor panic attack about that one. Unfortunately, <laughs> I was one of those people. Unfortunately, I've but got, I've got a great example. Like greenhouse lounge. Uh, uh, they, they, they've been a band for almost 10 years or so like that. And they, they got back together. It's a band that I, I'm now in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had this Facebook page that has like thousands and thousands of likes on it, but it got hacked by a Vietnamese clothing shop. <laughs> And so we're trying to get in touch with Mark Zuckerberg or whoever we need to talk to for months, almost a year. They don't care. Nothing. So we just had to create a fucking new one. Yep. And then everyone's still fucking confused. They're like, why is this all in Vietnamese now? Yeah. it's uh, can't do anything about it. We've contacted them to get it back, and it's nothing. It's insane when you think about the work that people put into their their social media stuff. And how it can all go like that. Just like that. And they they don't do fuck all about it. It's like... I don't even know if they can... At the rate that people are getting... Uh, hacked and spammed and stuff like that. They can't. I just don't even think they can keep up. Yeah. I, I, like, and you know, there's got to be some kind of liability for that shit, man. Like, people invest their lives into money and and their lives into yeah, but this thing. You know, you know damn good and well that their their pushback to that would be, well, you choose to be here. Yeah, and you fucking click that. I accept all the terms and conditions yeah. of that. Like, yeah. so I don't. We don't have to do anything. Like, we can't. You know, it's like it's. But it's also kind of like saying you don't need car insurance, but you can't drive a car without it. Right. right? It's like it's That's like true. well, yeah. But then I can't function in society. So it's like if you want to run a business, and like you need to have social media, and if you don't have social media, then you're you can't compete in the modern market. So then. What happens when my when I when I pour in you know thousands and some companies millions of dollars into social media advertising? I build I, I work my entire life or you know whatever however long to build this brand and then I just get hacked yeah. and then you don't do like, how much money have you made off of me? You do nothing. I get having to like make it all work to scale, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I get that, but at the same time, it's like. There's got to be a fucking solution, like 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 financial reimbursements or something. There has to be something that happens because it's it's crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's insane. It's like fucking look what happened to fucking Donald Trump, man. Like, everything was just taken away from him. Well, there's he a lot of good people that have their shit get, taken away he from them. Can't from get that. in contact with Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that work, <laughs> poor Donnie. Yeah, that's poor Donnie, dude. Just let him have the fucking handle again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit was so funny. Three o'clock in the morning. Jesus Christ, I'm. <laughs> We're still in the midst of a shit show, but I'm glad that that one's over. And it's just, I feel worth. I don't, I don't fuck with the guy that's in it now either. But like, man, I just got fucking tired of turning on the fucking TV every yeah, day. It was so ridiculous. And just my fucking head feeling like it was gonna explode it like was, a goddamn hot air balloon. It was yeah. a gas leak. That's what I call the last four years before. The, it was just like gas leak. We had a gas leak in the fucking country. Yeah. God, <laughs> and everybody just was. What happened? Joe Biden's the explosion. Uh, yes. and then we'll see what happens after that. Don, Donnie, Donnie's yeah. coming back. Don, Donnie, Donnie does Donnie's it again. Oh. The sequel. Landslide. <laughs> Landslide. God. Donald Trump the sequel. I promise you. And he just cancels 
all of social media if, once he's in power again. Can you imagine? He would Duh. never. He would never. That would are you fucking kidding? make our lives so much are easier. Are you talking about did, a guy that oh. doesn't know what, like, don't fucking have a, 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 a not a comeback, what's it called? A, a grievance against somebody? Yeah. Yeah. That guy's going to destroy it. He's going to cancel Twitter. Yeah. He's going to cancel like, Twitter. Like, I don't care about your constitutional if he right. Cancels, if he cancels all that stuff, that would be the worst thing that ever happened to him. Well, he can't. He's not. He's on already it now. off. Of he's it. already off. Of yeah, it. I know. But like it's a kamikaze. At that but he's point. only he's <laughs> he's only off of it for like a couple of years. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's going to get back, get back on. on it like in time to like run again. Good. Yeah. Thank good. Thank God. Billy needs a comedic relief. Jesus, we better stop talking about this. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not supportive of any anybody really because I just fucking I thought it was the funniest fucking thing on the planet. Yeah. Three o'clock in the morning, like Nancy Pelosi's a fucking witch. Like, <laughs> it was like, what? Are you, it was three in the morning. Go to bed, Don. <laughs> yeah, go to bed, Donnie. <laughs> it's time for you to get some sleep. You got a country to run. Yeah, dude. Of. My fucking my favorite fucking thing was when he contracted COVID and was driving around waving to people in the yeah, car. That yeah. Was great. <laughs> COVID's fucking nothing. I got this. He was like, he was like, I have to go say hi to my fans. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) Mr. President, I said, I have to go say hi to my fucking fans. Get in the car. Yeah. Like goes on a ride around. It's just like, (laughs) he's like, all right, I feel really good about that. Thank you. I feel really good about that. that. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember watching that and the helicopter ride that he took over the hospital and everything. And just like, I feel great. He's, uh, oh man, he didn't die. He can't kill that guy. No oh. amount of fucking cheeseburgers will kill that man. Or COVID, apparently. Or COVID. Man, it's gonna be the fuck. It's gonna be a day when he dies, dude. People are gonna be the the Facebook arguments. Are oh, it's gonna, gonna be, be worse plenty. than Earnhardt. Dude. I'm so excited <laughs> to read the comment sections the day Donald Trump dies. Like, pe- there's gonna be people that are like. You know, he was anointed to be here by God, and people coming going underneath it be like, "There is no God." You know, and they're just like start arguing with each other. Oh, oh yeah, I'm so ready, bro. <laughs> that, that's it. one reason to keep social media right there, just to see the outlandishness. That's of that why I follow stuff. Channel Four News. Oh, oh man, dude. <laughs> dude, look at the fucking comment sections on First be- Coast News, bro. Oh. It's the craziest fucking shit you will ever see. You're like. You think that. You think that. And you live here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you live. Period. You live. <laughs> Did you guys see when they talked about Bigfoot in Jacksonville? No. no. Yeah, really? there's a video of Bigfoot in Jacksonville. <laughs> what? Where? It was so Like off Normandy somewhere? Yeah, somewhere? exactly. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. That yeah. makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Really, see that? You saw that? <laughs> it, was like, it, it was like at a lake. Yes. Yeah. Or like a. It was like a. Yeah, it was like a. I think it was like a, like, like a canal kind of off yeah. the side of the road. And you saw the fucking picture of it, and you're like, "That's not in Jacksonville." Yeah, and that's definitely not Bigfoot. That's, definitely, that's like, not what I said. Yeah. That's not in Jacksonville. That yeah. Bigfoot's somewhere else. Yeah. I wish I could. I wish yeah. I could see. Dylan's like, "God damn, that's Bigfoot, but it's not in Jacksonville." <laughs> Man, that's great. No, I haven't. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I actually did go in the comments, and that one, they're like, "That's not off Normandy." Literally, people were saying that. I'm like, "You guys know that's not Bigfoot, though, right?" Just say you know it's not Bigfoot, please. I'm one of them. Yeah. No. <laughs> I have everything that I hate. Yeah, you are that. Bro. Don't you live on that side of town too? Yeah, I yeah. live off like Four Acre in Normandy. There you oh, go. Right there. Those are your people, bro. <laughs> Man, the Wookies. Yeah, the Wookies. That's what you call it? What is that? A s- 
That's the Star Wars guy. Yeah, no, I know. This is, I don't know well, anything about Star Wars. Well, I'm just saying. Probably in, better in than the you jam, don't. It's a in terrible the, movie. In the jam band world, they call it like. Dude, really, you're going to get canceled for that. What did he say? That's definitely true. What did you say? I don't like him. You don't like you don't like, don't Star, like Wars? Star Wars. I don't care about. Can't them. stand it. Teach your own. Uh, but the uh, uh, so bad. Uh, uh, what you call it? The um, Wooks. Yeah, the Wooks in in the jam band community. I, that's why I was gonna ask you too. Like, there's gotta be some terms. I was gonna look up some definitions, but in in jam band community, a Wook is like the like shadiest, grossest, like dreaded out, smelly, always tries to borrow a cigarette from you or <laughs> borrow a nitrous yeah those whip. those in the metal scene are called crust punks crust, crust punks. punks that's a better name yeah i don't know what looks pretty good it's like, like crust is a style of punk like you can be like like people have even told us before they're like i hear like a, a crust influence in you guys i'm like crust like when i first heard the phrase i remember thinking of like pizza crust i was like crust <laughs> i've that's new like that's new to me man i don't what's, know what that is what's a crust punk like like that like a train hopper you know what i mean like okay. a like a a person that that doesn't shower and yeah like jumps on like train cars and like travels all over the world and damn i guess every scene's got that's em, that's bro. uh that's a that's a walk with a passport there's a like. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a community of that shit dude for sure Press and like punk. more power too if you want to do it like that seems crazy but the smell oh yeah. man the smell you know when you're around a crust punk. <laughs> do they? Do they? Do they, do they like? Uh, <laughs> and so they're they're like big into metal. So do they like hop trains to go see metal bands. For sure, that's pretty badass. I actually. mean, they'll they'll like hop a train to go elsewhere and start a new life somewhere. Oh, like everything they own. Same thing. Yeah, well, it's that's the same just thing a hobo. That, no, it's the same thing. Essentially, that, yeah. Okay, all right. Same. But they like punk. but they like punk and metal. Do you guys right. see like Ario Speedwagon has fans like that? What? <laughs> I just be like, you know, like pop bands. Have like, you ever seen that movie Employee of the Month? Yeah. yeah. Remember when he goes, "You're like the drummer of Ario Speedwagon." <laughs> I don't remember that. Nobody knows who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. That's, that's fucking hilarious. Good. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but like, you ever think about that? Like, like, because obviously, like, the metal scene, even the jam band scene, uh, is got it's it's so like carved out its own little path, right? It kind of exists, you know, the, on the alternative side of. Of what mainstream of the mainstream, right? But like, you you think that like mainstream bands have like followers like that, like like Ariana Grande? Do you think that she has people that are gonna like not shower for weeks at a time to go just, see Ariana Grande? Yeah. I feel like with how yeah. many people definitely not <laughs> listen to her, she's gotta have a few. You, you, yeah, but they're like stalkers at that point. Millions, right? yeah. yeah, millions <laughs> of people. It's like a Mark David Chapman esque yeah. sort of fan <laughs> <laughs> waiting outside of the fucking Dakota with a double fantasy record to sign. But oh man, that's uh, that's fucking a fucking revolver in his that's, pants. <laughs> that's what a wild thought to think somebody like would would like just put themselves through that to go see like an Ariana Grande show. That's they don't. I, I wouldn't say that most like train hopper people will like. They're like, oh shit, this band's playing in California. I'm gonna hop on that train and go over there. It's more so like they're traveling and they will see that, like they're in Austin for a night and they'll see that like a band's playing. Oh, there. I see. You know okay. What I mean? Yeah, it's not like they hop on a train just to go to Oregon and see a band and then hop on another train and come home. 
Oh, well, in the jam band community, they do that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yo, Fish? Fish is fucking playing where? It's yeah. like, bro, you just saw them ten times. I'm like, qu- I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm, I'm going again. Quitting I'm ho- my job. I'm fucking just fucking hitchhiking everywhere. To yeah, I know I know fish. people that are like that with widespread panic. Yes, yep, same that, thing. There you same go. thing. That's They're like the upper echelon jam band. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of them. It's a little too, like, southern rocky for me. But although Jimmy Hearing, their guitar player, is probably one of the best guitar players in the world and that band just does not showcase it it's unfortunate you know what's some other terms that i need to learn if i were if i were i've (laughs) never here's i've never been to a metal show because now i'm trying to trying to i i have if you really look at like a venn diagram of metal and jam bands they're on they're polar opposites in my they don't even overlap but it's but the the it's a lot of similarities in the culture exactly the venn diagram it's like the family and like this is like what you grew up with or you know you find your like it's a communal you, sense you find your culture yeah. there but uh yeah so i've never been to a metal show before what what would be something that i'd be like what's that <laughs> i don't know, you know? <laughs> i need to go to a metal a show and be like somebody. an encyclopedia he doesn't it's, know what your experience yeah, is. yeah i know it's kind of like i feel like metal shows are very bare bones like in, in terms of like i mean you can definitely go to some that like the bands are very theatrical and shit, but you're not really gonna find that at, at like, say like one of our shows or anything like that. Like my, uh, I took my girlfriend. She's she likes everybody likes music. That's the problem. But she she <laughs> likes that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that is a problem. But the uh, uh, what you call it? She that was the first time I ever had a jam band show, and as she said one of the best things ever, which was uh, uh, why why do they keep going and playing the same song again? Because you're a C jam band, they'll they'll like play the like chorus whatever then they'll jam for 10 minutes and they'll go back to the chorus again and i was like i don't know sweetheart <laughs> but that's what that's we what they do. do we just like yeah we play this song and the jam and then go back and play well it. yeah it's kind of it, it's it's <laughs> kind of like it's kind of like th- th- there's a theme right and it, what, what's cool about the jam band world is they, d- they do things like that and if it's done well so a lot of times it's done terribly right mm-hmm. there's a lot of hacks out there but there, it's like that with everything yeah every style yeah it's like the yeah, exactly right I'm sure they do this across the board where like you venture off and you do like something else you're going to like a different song altogether and then all of a sudden like you start to you start to call back another song and you're like oh fuck it's, this is like it's actually like reading a book or like watching a movie where you see them foreshadowing something yeah there's a whole it's like it's cool and then w- but when you can improvise that in a way you know like like it's it it's a weird thing that happens in the in the um, like you're, you're tapping into something that's like you have to stop listening to yourself and you have to start to listen to just what the music is telling you to do. Yeah. And it's a very it's 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 a it's it's almost a spiritual experience. It is that. Yeah. And it's not it doesn't it, it in fact it rarely works out the way that you want it to. That's the magic about it. When it goes wrong, the fans appreciate that realness that you went for it, right? Absolutely. And then when it goes right, it's like they just saw something that they they just fucking caught lightning in a bottle when they that's, saw it work out that's a very similar aspect to the style of metal that i like it's like really raw recorded production like all the drums are just really raw in a fucking big ass room no samples or anything like that and if a it, it, you, you the band records to tape or something like my favorite band of all time is neurosis and they record to tape and there are mess ups on the record and and i listen to that and i hear it and just go fuck yes like they're human yeah you know like yeah. 
I love that. I love that, like, they're not going in there being like, this has to be absolutely flawless. Like, that takes a lot of the emotion away from it, you know? All right. Yeah, so I hear one, that for sure. One similarity. There we go. Yeah, for sure. It's basically the Dude, same thing. So <laughs> the the person I was talking about that I know that likes widespread panic is my sister-in-law. And she was here recently for the, the wedding that we had a couple weeks ago. And she is also a fan of Incubus. And she drove to St. Augustine and saw Incubus. And I asked her when she was at my house, I said, how was that Incubus show? I like Incubus. I think they're great. Yeah. And um, she goes, it was awesome, but man, the, the set was so short. Yeah. I was like, how long? Really? Like Incubus headlining played a short set? And she was like, yeah, it was like an hour and a half. And I was like, <laughs> that's short? Yeah. And she was like, I was just getting started. Yeah. I was like. Man, you widespread panic motherfuckers are crazy, bro. Oh, She's like, I start dancing about an hour and a half in. I get, I, I, we'll get down for five, six hours sometimes. There, there's, even longer. There's time. Well, and like they also do like these three day runs where they don't have openers at all. So they'll just like play at the amphitheater for like you know Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's what she does. They, oh, she does the whole thing. Yeah. So she's probably seen. We, we've done a couple of those after parties before at Planet Sarbez down the street from there. Um, it's a. Uh, it's a wild ride because they don't repeat any of the same songs, and they uh, and they the jams are never really quite the same, and that's an aspect of widespread that I can really appreciate. They're all very talented musicians, but uh, the music itself just doesn't do anything for me. But there's a lot of jam bands that like like you know we play hour and a half sets. Even if there's multiple bands in the bill, we're still playing for an hour and a half a lot of the time. Oh shit! You know, yeah. it's like I can't imagine playing a Yashira set for an hour and a half. I would. Well, we played our whole record front to back for our first record at our record release, and that's seven songs, six songs, dude. The end of it, I was like, I can't do it anymore. Well, you like, guys don't. Like, you so you weird. guys are fucking one. Like, you guys, yes. are like fucking go. Our set, like, and we have like ballads. We have like we have like these like are, we have like these peaks and these valleys not like like i'm and i know that you guys do as well but it's a different kind of energy that oh like, yeah you know for sure. like i don't have to sit there and play fucking 16th notes at 160 bpms for fucking you know 10 minutes straight. absolutely and the drumming as well if you heard the record you know what i'm talking yeah. about like the drumming is just it's ridiculously insane. amazing though absolutely insane it's mind-blowing but then you like like all that kind of stuff in the screaming bro yeah oh, that's another oh, thing oh. What do you do for your voice to make that happen if you're on the Nothing. road? Nothing. Just, just, you just got to I just do it. And, and it. The, the, the second and third night, my voice will probably be pretty shot and I'll sound like shit. But after that, my voice just gets used to it. You're, you're just, your throat's like callous. Pretty much. <laughs> just like, That's how it feels, dude. It, like I described it recently as like, because when, when we were up recording our record, my vocals, like I couldn't do any vocals up there. I had to do them down here at John's studio in Gainesville. And Luke and Connor finished their vocals up there, but it was because the climate was so dry. Yeah. I did two songs, and my voice was gone. And what it felt like is, like, my scream, to scream, like, your voice almost, it's like a tire, and it almost has to catch the road. Yeah. Because, like, I was, like, yelling, and, like, it was just, like, this weird sound. And I was, and I, as hard as I tried, it just felt like I was hurting myself more and more and more. And, like... I, I, that's how I described it to somebody who was recently asking about the experience up there is I was like, yeah, it felt like I had no tread on the tires. That's probably the best analogy I've ever heard for that actually, because it's whether you're screaming or see, it's the same thing. Like there's nights where 
I'm just not feeling my my voice catch. Yeah. Right. It's like I know that I'm like using the right technique. I know that I'm like going for the thing. It's just not hitting. And yep. there's other nights where it's like, man, I can't fucking hit a wrong note yeah. right now. And I mean, like, and it you, feels like it feels like it's just it's caught. It feels like it's just there's just a connection there. That's yep. such a good analogy. Absolutely. And it's like it, it when you're off. God, is it the most frustrating thing? Because you feel like you're like. Especially when we're like on tour, I'm like, motherfucker, I have been doing this for two weeks. Like, why is it not working now? Yeah. Like, and why, like, normally, like, when my voice is shot on like day two and three, like, I'll be able to scream somewhat. Like, I'll be able to find some kind of tread, like, where I can at least do the set. But there have been times, like, I remember one time on tour we were playing in, in uh, Pennsylvania. I think we were playing in like York or something and I was super sick. Oh no. And dude, like I just could not get it. I could not do it. So I told him to just turn my vocals down and I just like shouted. It was like not even like a scream, but I had to play, you oh know, it was like God. we had to get paid. I had to play it. Like, you had the show go over. I mean, it was fine. Dude, that show was like in like a fucking garage or something. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. This was like <laughs> way early. Yeah. This was like, I think our second tour ever or third. Okay. Fuck man. Yeah. yeah. I, that, that, that's such a, like just the perfect description of what that feels like. Like when you're, when everything's just locking in and it's just like you, like you're hitting, like you're flawlessly just like hitting the shit. And mm-hmm. then like, there's those nights where it's like, I don't know what's happening right now, but this is just not working. Not catching. Yeah. Yep. It's a, and yeah, it's a terrible feeling. Cause like, there's nothing you can do. It's like, you can, there's just, like there's just off nights, man. Like w- whether you're singing or you're playing, like for me, like I have nights uh, with a guitar where it's like, I, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm just like, I can't hit a right note to save my life, or my solos just aren't making any sense. Cause like a lot of the cover gigs, we just improvise a lot of shit. So it's like I'm I'm improvising all my solos, and I'm just like, I can't build an idea. Like like this is going nowhere. I'm just fucking hitting shit. It just sounds bad. You know, then there's some nights where it's like, God damn, I feel like I'm really having a conversation right now. I feel like I'm like, I feel like we're all like, you know, I'm just building off of this thing. You yeah, know, it's, it, absolutely. It's a weird it's just a, it's weird, man. Like just off nights are hard to describe, you know. Yep, that's I think a, a thing that makes music feel spiritual is like being on that. Like because when you're on that, when when you're in the zone, dude. I don't even know how to describe it. Like I try and I've tried to describe it to my wife. It's just like, man, when you're, when we're on stage and we're on it and we're like in the zone, I feel like I'm above myself watching myself play a hundred percent. You know what I mean? It's, and like you're, it's mindless too. Like you're not even thinking about what it is, what you're doing. And like when you're in that zone, it's almost euphoric. It, it, it is, man. It's like, it, it, it's, it's like this, this uh, you've tapped into that oneness. You know what I mean? Like if, for anyone who's like taking psychedelics or meditated or anything like that, like when you've got when you get to that point where it's like you've kind of where you where you kind of like lose your sense of self and like you kind of tap into that that thing. That's what uh, like that's what when we're all on on stage. That's what that feels yep. like with no drugs. It's just like you're tap you, like you've just like like you've just tapped into that thing. Yep. You know. I don't know. You're the unit. You become a unit. Exactly. And like, that's what everybody's trying to achieve is to like, and like, you know, 
I'm not. I, I don't want to call people that like don't take it as seriously as people like us imposters because they're important too. Like people that just do it for the enjoyment of it. But like, what I'm experiencing is totally different than what you're experiencing. Like, I'm trying. Like, like I'm. I'm friends. I'm. I'm one of my coworkers is a, a good friend of mine, and we talk about music all the time. And I'm such a stickler when it comes to metal, and like I'm so annoying in the things that I like, and like the opinions that I have, he knows it. Like he's, he's like, you know what I'm jamming right now? Probably something you fucking hate. You know, like <laughs> that's just how he knows me. And it's just like, I tell him all the time. I'm like, because I try so hard, like to create what I want to hear. And when I hear somebody playing dog shit music and people being like, this is amazing. It makes me just be like, man, no, you you have a different idea of what this means. You know what I mean? That's what I said before. The worst thing about music is that everybody likes it. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. When you said that, I was literally like, wow. <laughs> like, that is totally right. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely That's correct. Hellbilly wisdom for you. <laughs> people, people are so easily amused. You know what I mean? It's like the thi- like I was uh, watching this documentary the other day. It was about uh, Kid Cudi. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big hip hop fan. So it's like when Kid, when Kid Cudi came out, I was like just out of high school and I didn't fucking like that shit at all. I thought it was like day and night. lame and fucking yep. lazy. We've had, we've had conversations about hip hop before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And this is one of those guys that I just didn't fucking get it. Like I've heard like my friends liked him and, and I, and I liked some of the stuff that I heard, but like people on, on this documentary were putting him on like this platform, you know what I mean? There's pedestal. Now, and I'm listening to it and like they're talking about his genius and his creativity and this, this and that. And like, I'm hearing what they're talking about. And I was like, he's literally just saying nothing. Yep. He's not actually saying words here. He's just, and this is what you found. So groundbreaking. Have you listened to music? When I get into these these conversations with people and start to think about it i really try and make a point to like step back and be like i just don't like it like i just don't get it you have to do that yeah because like <clears throat> you know we're, we're listening to it on a different level you know yeah. we've also all done like deep intensive studio work yeah to the point where you're listening on a certain level and you know what goes into the produ- production process so like, you hear shit and you're just like this is literally nothing. Yeah. Like this idea was, this was a lazy idea. I like some of that shit though. You like, do? I like like Kanye and shit. Yeah. Even the new Kanye. Oh, you like the new Kanye too? <laughs> I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> from a production standpoint, it's impressive, but like, I don't know. Just but he's his, saying nothing. Yeah. He said, he's always just said like very basic things. That's why I like him though is production. Yeah, that's why everyone like like any any musician likes him for the production, mm-hmm. and I, like I can appreciate his production. I'm also like I love like the art of rapping. Which if he was just a producer, I'd say he was a genius. But he also raps, <laughs> and he's not a good rapper. Not like, now. He used to be. Yeah, I mean, throwing you know, out a lot of disses, dude. He's fucking dude, he used to, he used to down be, the street. He used to be way, way, way better before used, he got in his own head. He was better, man. But like you know, at the same time that he was coming out, you had people like Lupe Fiasco, and you had like you know 
fucking I haven't heard that name in so fucking long. I'm telling you, man, like he was coming out at the same time. He he was a genius, right? Like even though, like people like Chance the Rapper, like, like like people that were coming out like like they were I don't fuck, like Chance. You don't like him? I can't get in a chance. His his like his early stuff, he was like trying to copy Lil Wayne too much, but then he kind of found his own voice and then became like really good. Mm. Like you, even like like fucking Common was coming out of Chicago. I was also. literally just about to bring him up, bro. It's like, how do you like? That's a rapper. That's a fucking. He's an artist, yeah. right? Like he had he has a a, a group called uh, um, Autumn Green. Okay, him and uh, fucking what's his name, Robert Glasper. Okay, fucking one of the greatest jazz pianist in the world neo soul like all shit him and a couple other people and it is fucking like next level hip-hop meets neo soul meets jazz but it's like shit like that's coming out and then of this of of that city it's all coming out and kanye comes out it's like yeah like i can appreciate his production ability but let someone else rap, man. Like, let someone else write the words and let someone else do the thing. He's done that before, and some of the records that he's done are like unbelievable. Some of them are absolutely horrible. Really? Yeah. Like, I haven't like given a whole record one listen through, to be honest. He did the newest Playboy Cardi record. You would hate it. Really? Oh my god, dude! <laughs> it's so bad. And like, I liked Playboy Cardi before that, and then. That one came out, and I and like I remember people were like hyping it up, and I was just like, "Can we please stop doing this? Yeah, like, can we please stop making things that shouldn't happen happen? Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like it's just it it kills me. I liked Donda though a lot. I didn't listen to that. I liked Donda and like Life of Pablo, like later Kanye. I still listen to him a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I just you know, I, I just like the vibes of his records. Like I like and, the but graduation record a lot. Yeah, I I enjoy that stuff too. But you're totally right though. I love him for his production. Yeah. I'm not listening to what he's saying. I don't care. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's I think that's that's most people that that, that that love Kanye like that. You know, I mean, that's fine. But like, there's this other side to what he does, which, which is rapping. Yeah, and that side just doesn't hit me. The production stuff I can appreciate, but the, you know, there's a lot of pop stuff that that, that I appreciate the production on. Like mm. pop, the art of pop music is the production, right? Absolutely. So yeah. it's like I can appreciate pop music for that, but like I can't fucking. Like, there's very there's a couple of pop artists that I can put on and listen to the whole record and be like, damn, that was dope. But like for the most part, it's just like, I mean, you got a great producer. And like you're a talented singer, but how do you music feel? Is shit. <laughs> how do you feel about like Travis Scott as a producer and stuff? I don't know, man. I haven't really dug into too much of his shit. Yeah, I don't know what song by him actually. So you're more into like old school hip hop? I'm more into like like hip hop at like like yeah, I guess like old school, but more but like more conscious hip hop. You know, I don't like I don't like pop stuff. You know? Yeah, I mean? yeah. So you wouldn't even. Like Travis Scott at all? Yeah, the, the, he's a production guy too. That's why I brought it up. There's some stuff that I've heard where the, you know there, there's there's really cool creative production ideas, right? But um, again, like w I listen to hip hop for the lyrics. That's why and, and the flow, you know. So it's like if I'm not hearing that, like I can like the production stuff is cool, but that's not why I'm listening to to, to hip hop. Yeah, you know? I listen to that kind of hip hop almost as like a different genre. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I'm like thinking about what I want to listen to that, I don't think hip hop and think Wu-Tang and Kanye. Right. Like mm -hmm. I think, oh, I want to hear hip hop and I go listen to Method Man. Right. Wu -Tang, you know? Right. And then I'm like, when I feel like listening to 
crazy production, like new, what is considered rap now. Yeah, it's just pop rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's basically just pop music. Yeah, it's pop music. That's what it is. That's what that's exactly what it is. And, yeah. and I can appreciate again from a production standpoint, a lot of that stuff is genius. I think Travis Scott had this thing on. There was a there's a Netflix series where it's called like uh, Behind the Song or something, and they go into like the production stuff. And I'm pretty sure he was one of the artists that they had on there. And there was some really cool ideas that like I would have never thought of, right? And I think that like like ideas that were like revolutionary to the genre, right? But again, I listened to it. I'm like, okay, that's very cool, but. I can't get into the music. It's like the way that you are with jazz, right? It's like you can listen to it and be like, wow, it's cool that you can do that. I don't give a fuck about this music, though. Yeah, I'm not going to blast it. Yeah. I just, I just think for hip-hop, too, for my kind of scope of things, is that's usually what I listen to because I'm really bad with lyrics, and I can't understand what people are saying half the time. So if you just took that out, I'm not paying. I would love it even more, probably. <laughs> I know what I'm you're saying. I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with rap. It's just like that's what I like more. I know what you're I saying, like though. I don't. I don't listen to what anyone is ever saying. Like <laughs> in any bit, like people. <laughs> that's the you know already. That's the number one fucking question anybody asks me when they talk about me being in a metal band. They're like, "But you can't even hear what they're saying," <laughs> you know. And it's like, I don't want you to know what i'm saying i don't care that you know what i'm saying like <laughs> do you get the fuck do you get pummeled when you stand in front of this like yeah yes yeah cool then you're getting the experience yeah. do you like that That's no awesome. then leave yeah. you know what i'm saying like so i said my girlfriend also <laughs> i'm just joking i'm just thinking of like billy man like, no, no you don't no. <laughs> Well, I know a guy. Like, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> but yeah, I, for without a fucking doubt, one of my things that I love listening to uh, is just the lo-fi hip-hop girl yeah. channel on YouTube. No lyrics ever. I'm just like, this is awesome. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, like lo-fi like, beats like that, like eat with no lyrics, with no vo- yeah. voice in it at all. Like Jay Dilla and that kind of stuff. Like I, I can dig that kind of stuff too. Like, I, like if, I, if I'm like working you know, and have that on for like a workflow or something, that's cool. But I mean, man, there's so much poetic shit that happens in there. Oh yeah. no, like, I'm people not... like most deaf, Talib Kweli. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was about to ask you about Talib Kweli if you knew him, bro. Are you that kidding motherfucker me? is real, bro? He is a, a a fucking alien. Like he released an album in 2017. Um, fuck, he released two albums that year. Actually, one was called Seven. The other one, I can't remember what it's called right now. But Anderson Pac was on it also. Mm. It's fucking amazing. Also, so was uh, who's the other fucking guy that people like right now? That's like way overrated. Is uh, Machine Gun Kelly? No. <laughs> 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 um, is that Kendrick Lamar? Oh. Ken- Kendrick Lamar. Oh, you like Sorry, his he's a little overrated. He's overrated. I like. Okay, oh, yeah, I, I like, like him. him. Too. I like him. I like. Let me preface this. Let's I like Kendrick it. Lamar. To say that he's the best fucking rapper of all time His, is about as crazy as saying that Lil Wayne is the best rapper of all time. No, that, he, Kendrick Lamar is one of the best rappers currently, but with his first two albums. Yeah, those, they were, those were good, man. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But like, like to say to that, Pimp a Butterfly and yeah. uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Yes. Good, Great I, record. I'm into it. Yeah. It's, it's not that it's bad, right? <laughs> it's that like saying he's the best rapper currently based off those two records. It's like, it's like saying that you're the skinniest kid at Fat Camp. Okay, It's like, <laughs> well, who is your competition right now? Like Lil Yachty? 
yeah, duh, you're the best fucking rapper ever. Come on, like mumble yeah, rap reigns we the ta- fucking world. But that's what we're talking about. Is like Lil Yachty is. Do we consider that rap? Like, do we consider that hip hop? No, because it's its own world. Yeah, it really like, is. It is. Yeah, you're like, right. You you would put Kendrick Lamar in the world with like Kid Cudi. Yeah, and He's like to that, other yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Totally. And Kendrick Lamar is sitting atop that mountain. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree. But with he that, hasn't yeah. put out good music in a long time. Yeah. Well, another. So is he really sitting atop the mountain? Probably not. Yeah, he probably. You know, I mean, uh, you get to that point where it's like you got that pressure from the labels and shit to start doing things, and you're just like, hey. Uh, I guess I'm just not going to be that good. It's all about now. It's all about volume and not about the the quality of the content. Right. So Lil Wayne did the same fucking thing, man. It's like Lil Wayne up until like the Carter series that he was doing after that, like even with the hot boys before that, he was amazing. Right. Like if if you like Southern rap and you like the fucking like gangster shit, he was fucking on it, bro. He was like amazing. Like, with you know, all that stuff he was doing with, with with the Hot Boys and all that stuff, and then it was like the Carter stuff came out, and it was all really good. And then 2007, 2008, oh, dude, Rebirth, hit. bro. When he started writing, tried to rock, write a rock record. Oh my god, he he lit- like I blame him for the entire genre of mumble rap. He created that shit. I don't mind it. No. You like mumble rap? I mean, some of it because I'm not listening to what the fuck they're yeah. saying though. Like the melody of like of a of a Travis Scott record. I love the records. Like I, I love them. Like I know what Baby Keem. I love that shit. I know what you're saying. Fucking Young Thug, bro. There's not a chance in the world you can understand what he's fucking saying. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like there's like it's almost instrumental. Like he's singing over it, but his voice is just it's a, like bebop, it's, dude. It's an it's an instrument Unpopular at that opinion, point, yeah. you know. It is, yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess it's just a layer, you know what I mean. I just like it, there's a then then call it something else. Don't call it rap or hip hop. Then you know what I mean. Like I would agree with that. Yeah, but like, it it goes under that umbrella. It's not really. I feel like it like listening to that. It it legitimately it makes me angry like, like that's all, what's that song the general, panda the general yeah the, with uh, de- by designer that song can go straight to hell <laughs> literally i'll we, say that again literally literally it makes me fucking angry you're it shot is like up, the man. most obnoxious ignorant shit i've ever heard in my life yeah like like literally you can't fucking understand it. i mean like from from the, from the melody that he's like, whatever he's doing, like the whole, it, it just it makes me angry. Yeah, so you wouldn't like stuff like Young Thug then at all. Yeah, no, I can't like. Yeah, so calling it rap, I think, is because the ge- that is probably the most popular style of music right now, right? Yeah. The general population does not think in sub genre. Right. Right. So they're not going to be like, oh, this is this kind of rap. They're just going to be like, I listen to rap. And that's what they show you. Right. And you're just like, this is not like, it's the same way with metal. Like I meet somebody and they're like, Oh, you're in a metal band. Well, I love Pantera. Yeah. And I'm like, we don't sound anything like Pantera, but to you, uh, we probably do. We probably sound just like Pantera. Right. You know? It's just like the difference and all that kind of stuff. But like, I agree with you totally. Like, cause I think that way too. Like yeah. we, we all think in sub genre. Like, yeah. This is this style of jam band, you know, like southern style of jam band. Right. Where, whereas my sister-in-law probably just thinks 
that's a jam band, you know? Right. She doesn't listen to it that way. Right. Right. Yeah. That's there's, the there's, curse that we're talking about. It's that it's that, it's that that attention to detail, like that nuance that other people aren't catching. You know, it's just I, I just feel like at the end of the day, we were getting great production without mm-hmm. mumble rap, and I feel like you just did a disservice to the genre because there's a lot of people that don't like rap because they hear that. And I'm like, well, let me show you some like fucking early outcast shit. Let me show you something, and, and then like it'll change your mind. But it's like, well, I don't want to fucking hear that shit. It's like you know. It's a use. I don't know. It's just it. It's just it's 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 just a thing that I have with it. You know what I yeah. mean? My my friend that uh, tells me I don't enjoy things all the time tells me that he's like, you don't like any bands, and I'm like, bro, I like way too many bands. And That's the thing. Is like I'm just hyper attentive to what they're doing all the time. And you and and even if you don't like a lot of bands you love the bands that you do passionately oh yeah that's the thing right it's like there's a lot of bands that i don't give a fuck about but the ones that i do like i fucking love them yeah like they are like that's spiritually yeah like there's a thing <laughs> like, where, literally yeah exactly like, like there's something that their music has hit me in a way where i'm just like nothing can do this to me and if you don't hit me like that because like there's also a way that we're listening again we're, we're listening to music on a, on a nuanced level so we're always like listening like we're not it's it's not like a, as passive as an activity for uh, for us as it would be for most people right so, so we're listening on a certain level when a song comes on like I'm paying atten- attention to production value and all that stuff right so it's like if something hits me on, on a certain level that gets me to listen beyond that point uh, where I'm not thinking about like production choices or the arrangement. I'm just listening and it's just hitting me when it gets to that point. It takes a lot to get to that point. And when it does, I fucking love that. I, I just, I, I love that band. You know yep. what I mean? So if you want to like side hustle, get smarter. Like <laughs> that's the end of it. You got to get up there. Uh, it's simple. It's simple. Read, read a read fucking a book. book before you come to our read show. I a whole book since high school. So yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah, I ain't read a fucking book since high school either. <laughs> I like audiobooks, though. They're pretty cool. Hell like, yeah. <laughs> That's different, though. That's like a podcast. Yeah, exactly. I, one, of my, one of my first unpopular opinions on this show was that uh, just because you listen to an audiobook does not mean that you read the book. Yeah, without a doubt. It, yeah. Hmm. You it's kind of like reading the book. It, it's listening to the book, but reading is an actual skill, right? That you're not utilizing when you're listening it, it to the book. It helps but your brain create new pathways, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. And, and listening to Damn, that's why I have talking. such trouble reading. Why? Because you don't read, you listen to audiobooks. I'm the same way. I'm terrible. I just have to listen to stuff. I can't. I can't. I'm not a visual guy. I'm a sound guy. I'm an ear guy, not an eye guy. Yeah, I get it. Same here. I can't read. We'll just start with like. I'm illiterate. I can't can't fucking read. What does that say? (laughs) Start with like the frog and the toad and then move up. You know what I mean? That's what they do. I remember those books. Yeah, right? Hell yeah. Throwback. What's a book? A book is just a (laughs) friend. I can't read. Yeah. Um, I love reading, but yeah, I just you know I like audiobooks. I can listen better. Than I, I hate audiobooks. You hate them? Oh yeah, without why? A doubt. Because they move too slow. I have to. I have to listen to you. So you can read fast. I can read. That's faster what he's trying than to say. He's trying talk. to say that he's better. Than I'm not us trying right to say now, that. So I literally did. I'm just like fucking come on. Yeah. Like I'm not. I don't want you to do the voices. 
I read, for sure not. I, I'll be reading and I'm just like start. I start thinking about something else, and then I'll be, yep. and then I get through like you know an entire page. And like, what the fuck did I just read? Yep. <laughs> a thousand percent, bro. <laughs> like, Come on. I, I did. I, I failed the FCAT for reading comprehension really? like multiple times. I was like, I took Adderall, then I passed it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like just barely passed the it. The FCAT. I don't ever want to hear that word again. My yeah, brain, that was my torture. Brain is super weird because it is hard for me to pay attention to stuff, but when I do, I like hyper focus and I'll read a fucking book like one sitting. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. That's fucking or maybe wild. it does make sense. Because and that's got, what ADHD is. But well, no, that's the exact opposite of ADHD. I don't I think like. so. I, everything that I've been reading about it is like it's hard for you to like stay on one, uh, 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 like stop moving for one, and then also you you do you like fucking hyper focus on something, and then you're like I'm done with this, and then you just move on to something else and focus on that. Yeah, forever. you like people with ADD and ADHD will get hyper focused on stuff that they want to get hyper focused yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, like if okay. I like yeah, this like, book, I'm gonna read the whole fucking thing, and like, I, you're not gonna break yeah. it from me. Yeah, I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. And <laughs> like, I remember I was just talking about this with my mom the other day because she was talking to me about how my grades were always so bad, but I was always so good at playing music. And I was like, it's because I gave a fuck about music. Like my grades were always bad because they start talking about shit that I didn't care about, right. and I'd just sit there and just be like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just go to sleep in class. You know what I mean? Like, totally. I don't care. I don't care about, like, any of this math bullshit. I'm never going to use it. You know? Yeah. I failed informal geometry twice. You heard it right. Informal geometry, not even regular geometry. Well, like, that's remedial? Yes. That's oh. a when, when, when you fail the, the fake FCAT in 10th grade, no. they put you in informal geometry. Bro, I'm so... Where I work now, I cut a lot of metal and have to fab up stuff and have to measure. When I have to start fucking around with numbers, my brain just goes black. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like, if I have to add up, like, fractions, I'm like, Ugh. I get lost. Yeah. I have to ask somebody, like, what do I, where does, what does this need to do? Can you mark where I need to cut? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. So you've made yourself an asset is what yes. you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my ADHD uh, shines full f- flags at, in social situations. But, like, I just can't fucking, you know, f- I, conversations I can't follow. Yeah. Stuff like that. Conversations or, or if you're unless say, you're interested in it. Yeah. Or, and it, but no, because then it's even worse because it's like I'm interested. I'm like, I have to say something. Yeah. Now. You're the worst yeah. interrupting. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. I <laughs> am. I, I know that. And I've been trying really, really hard. You've uh, gotten better on this podcast. Well, yeah. It. In this podcast and like in, in social situations, I'm like, listen to what they got to say. Yeah. And yeah. then just go. Yeah. I'm yeah. bad about it, too. Yeah. Like even today in this, like oh. you guys have been talking a couple of times and I've been like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I have to consciously stop myself from doing it. Yeah, it's always weird on the on the podcast though, because like sometimes, like you don't know, like sometimes like you want to add something, but you don't want to look like a dick either and like interrupt people. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like a weird thing, but like, but nobody wants to listen to a conversation of people that are interrupting each other all the fucking time. That's so true. that's super important. Yeah, you know? for sure. It's been a very uh, interesting experience doing this, like learning how to do the podcast. It's been a, a lot of see. I saw you like control. I saw you like control. Your uh, your urge right yeah, there. Yeah, it's like a dog. would be like, I see that fucking bone. Dude. Yeah, I'm gonna, talk. I'm gonna get that bone. <laughs> well, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till you say I can get that bone. I saw, I saw you fucking like just cut that urge right out. I know. It's hilarious. Um, we know I, each other way too well. Yeah, it's, at this getting point. Really it's getting really awkward at this point. Yeah, I had the uh, today because I work at a call center. Basically, is what I do all day, and uh, uh, 
I was talking to somebody and somebody was trying to interrupt me and I was just I was have I've been angry lately and I just went okay like right there <laughs> on the phone and she just stopped talking and I was just like yeah <laughs> and can I finish what I was saying okay thank you and I just kept on talking over her <laughs> but she did she's like let me just stop and I just go okay <laughs> <laughs> your turn to talk now oh man. yeah. But I do not miss customer service. No, it sucks. But uh, I, the other thing with ADHD is like uh, uh, I've just been reading a lot about it, and I I don't want help because I don't want to take fucking medicine for it uh, ever again. But like OCD is a big fucking component of it too. About yeah. doing more like doing the same thing over and over and over again, and just feeling like oh this is great. What so medicine did you take for it? Uh, I took uh, Ritalin. Dude, I took Focalin. I don't know what, what that the is. fuck is that. It's like an off-brand uh, Adderall, basically. Is it an amphetamine Dude, or is it like Ritalin? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know what it is. I was really young. I, I stopped taking it in like 11th grade, but they had me taking it from 6th grade to like 11th grade. Yeah. Wow. Dude, it it did something to me like as a person when I was on it. <laughs> well, like, yeah, man. That shit's so fucking intrusive so in the development. Yeah. Do you know what it does to me? It's funny how like other people are like, oh, this is great. It makes me just be quiet. Yep. It's so weird, right? Yep. My friends would always be like, did you take your medicine today? Because you're like like at lunch. They'd be like, because you're being so weird. Like you're normally so talkative and like funny and you're you're being weird today. I'm like, yeah, I did. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's an amphetamine. So like anybody else that takes Ritalin's it, they're not, just like, woohoo. Ritalin's not an amphetamine. It's not? No. Oh. Uh, Adderall and Vyvanse are, amphetami- are oh. amphetamines. And those uh, will typically, they do mellow, if you have ADHD, they do offset some of that. So like, yeah, like you will, you'll, the effect is similar. Like you'll still get quiet, but if you don't have ADHD, you'll become much more talkative. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. But Ritalin is not, it's a similar thing, but it, it doesn't have the same because I've taken both and it, Ritalin has virtually oh, just talking. Oh, okay, no effect on, on somebody who's not ADHD. Got mm. it. You know? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't want to take medicine for it because I don't want to change who I am as a person. Yeah, it definitely that. does that. I it feel does. Like. like your whole brain. Imagine my with your brain. That's a back <laughs> organ to mess with. Yeah. My dad, like, apologized to me, like, a year ago. Oh, no. <laughs> because he was like, one day I took one of those for a work meeting, and he said and it it was horrible. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, and you motherfuckers had me on that shit for, like, six fucking years, bro. Kid, <laughs> I was like, I used to throw that shit out the fucking window on my way to school sometimes, and you guys would always be like, why are your grades so fucking bad? And I'm like, because I don't fucking care about any of this stuff. That's the only reason why I don't care about what my grade is in math is because I don't care about math. Yeah. I it, can do math if I liked math. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. It's a weird thing uh, with like standardized testing and all. It's like we, like, because there there is only one way, right? Like you have, you pass math and science and English and all that, but like some people have a propensity to be creative and play music or to create some kind of art or to be builders, right? Like maybe maybe your thing is to go to vocational school and like learn how to be a mechanic or like a carpenter or something. But like, we're not all fit to do the same thing, but before we're even adult human beings, before we even know who we are as people, like way before, we have to decide who we're going to be already and like pass all these like tests that are engineered yeah. to, to, to reward a certain type of person. And we're not like most of us aren't those people. It's 
fucking insane. I was, I was insane. like second in my class. I got really good grades. Yeah, I'm sure you did because you just fucking input output, good to go. Oh, fuck, I, yeah, it's yeah. 100%. there's no fucking creative thought in that brain at all. Not at all. <laughs> it's like just yeah, just like binary up yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Ones and zeros. That's dude. all. That's I was, all. I was like second in my fucking beep, class. Beep more, boop beep. I like 1360. Those were his thoughts. Those were actual sounds of his thoughts. Yeah, but it's like looking at the board. Yeah. But it doesn't stop ever, and it's fucking annoying as shit. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I compute. Although he calls me a fucking, like, uh, reptilian robot all the time. Yeah, you have no person. <laughs> That's what no we person call Connor, the guitar player in my band. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't get it, though. I'm the most creative person that Billy knows. Okay. <laughs> 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 so I get my fucking makers to just stop all this fucking creativity that's going on if you're yeah right man it'd be <laughs> rough if you had to just spew out another dave matthews song again i love dave matthews <laughs> that's don't get me started don't that's, that's, that's your creativity right shit. there <laughs> 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 fucking love dave i'm not matthews. gonna lie to you guys i've been thinking about the um unpopular opinion since yeah. you told me about it yeah you want to get into it and i yeah. don't know of one that i have Oh, you got one, bro. Just dig deep. Um, well, listen to listen to ours first, and then come up with something. Okay. You want to get into it? I'll try. Let's get into I'm it. It's been a while. Uh, I it just fucking flew by. I just looked down. I was like, "Fuck, it's been two and a half hours." God We've shit. been talking for two and a half hours. <laughs> That's what flies, I said. Bro. It flies all the time. This is what, what the fuck, bro? I know. It's nine. It's nine. Oh my god. I know. Oh my god. But um uh what was I gonna say? Alright, do you wanna go first or I'll go first? You can go first because I just gave away my, my second popular opinion earlier, so about I gotta think Dave of a new Matthews? one. <laughs> no, not about Dave Matthews. Okay. Uh um uh Paul McCartney was and is the best Beatle. Hands down. I mean better than all of them. I kind of the agree best. with you, but really? I also that was my that was my line thing for a long time, but then um uh, I I really started to appreciate George Harrison. George Harrison's a great guitarist. Well, no, he was an okay guitar player, but he was <laughs> like <laughs> he was a great songwriter and a great singer, and he was like the yeah, understated Paul, guy. I mean, like, all right, okay, like he wrote "Here Comes the Sun," great song, without a doubt. He also wrote "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." That's another great one. Yeah, he wrote all of their best songs. Actually, he wrote, he wrote a song that was so great that I had Eric Clapton play the solo on. <laughs> yeah, because he's not. I told you he's not, he's an okay <laughs> guitar player. I preface that right. I just think he's so, a I great just, songwriter. Though. Well, that was the second part of it. Is uh, he was and is still the best Beatle because he's dead. George Harrison. Yeah. He was and is still the best Beatle. No. What are you saying? It doesn't matter. I was just trying to be funny, but it didn't land. Hi. I was just going <laughs> to say. Uh, Respect. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, uh, uh, yeah, but like fucking he's, Paul's got way bigger bangers. Well, yeah, again, but we have different metrics of, of you know, what like Billy is the guy who believes that if you're like the only way that your music is good is, is if millions of people love it. Mm. Otherwise, it's not good music. That's his metric for a good song. That you're going to hate my band, bro. I like your band. <laughs> I don't understand it, but I'm just like, I fucking, this is awesome. I want. How do you I know what be, they're saying? How do you know I, what they're saying? I didn't, I didn't think that. I was like, I want to be pummeled. That's <laughs> what I pummeled. thought. I want to be front row and get pummeled and probably get killed, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you and my wife both. Yeah, hey. just like, just like <laughs> I was think I was trying to think of a good wife joke, and you got it, bro. You nailed it. Yeah, he's the best. He's the best. <laughs> I'm a pummeler. What, what do you want me to do? <laughs> my friends call me the pummeler. <laughs> That's what they called me back in high school, yeah. <laughs> in the glory days. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, so, 
My uh, first unpopular opinion is The Sopranos is the best mafia show slash movie ever. That's unpopular? Um, I think that if you stack it up against like The is Godfather and Goodfellas, I think that people will say that it doesn't... It's it's not the. That's it's, a TV show I don't, versus a movie, though. I don't I understand, but I'm saying that it's the best. What, what I'm trying to say is that it's it's the best mafia uh, story. Yeah, it's it's the best. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I don't think in 2021 that that's an unpopular opinion. I feel like you don't think so? I feel like Sopranos has like definitely come back on. I, I think never, it, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that there's not a TV show on that is as good as something like that or Breaking Bad. So people are going back and watching the. The shit that's that good. I've yeah. never seen it. I you've never seen The Sopranos? No, I haven't seen the end of it. Uh, oh man! But I'm I'm in I'm literally in the middle of it right now. Yeah, I'm rewatching again for like the fifth time. I, it's amazing. It's 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 so layered, right? Yes. It's like there's so many th- variables. Like it's just it, <clears throat> it's insane. But like people credit <clears throat> like some of the best uh, mafia stuff, like you know The Godfather, obviously, which is amazing, and What's Goodfellas, fa- which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, Goodfellas is great. I love that. Yeah. But then you watch The Sopranos, and obviously, you can't dive that deep in a movie. But I think that in a fictional story like The Godfather, that like nobody has come up with a concept uh, of The Sopranos in a mob in a mob movie or 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 storytelling situation uh, that's that unique and creative and that's that layered you know what i mean like so i don't know to, to, to me like that's that's pro like that stands up to the godfather and like other mafia movies in in, in my uh in my book yeah i totally agree um i haven't seen it so i don't have any friends you have to friends. watch it no i i just it's not like i'm against it i just don't have the fucking time yeah uh uh this is a good one. Uh, and this is an unpopular opinion just based on the track record of this podcast. I want to go back into the studio. Oh. See, yeah. Uh, it's is not really an opinion. It's just like what I think. I guess this, this is a bad opinion. But, yeah, I do. I really want to go back. That's wild. I want to start making new music, like, real bad. Me to, too. Like, kind of, like, race what we've been doing. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, race <laughs> Our record's good, bro. During the gas leak. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not bad. I just want to make new stuff. Like, yeah. I'm During gonna... the gas leak. I <laughs> love that for the time <laughs> yeah. period. Yeah. Good callback. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, 2019, 2020. Yeah. The gas leak. The gas leak, yeah. Everybody's going real crazy about toilet paper is all I really remember or something. We wrote some good music in that time period and we put a good record out yeah, because yeah. of it. But yeah, I'm ready to get back to I it also. Wanna, I but just I want, always want to be in the studio. Right, so. right, right. But like, I don't. I know. Ever. Yeah, I, I fucking know. hate it. I yeah. hate it so much. Yeah. But I actually, for some reason, I'm just like, yeah, I want to fucking, I want to fucking write these fucking songs. Yeah. Like bad, very badly. So. I'm with you. There you go. Um, okay, <laughs> so my second one is Wine is Overrated. Ooh. Oh, I totally agree with that. You agree with that? Absolutely. What do you mean no. it's overrated? Like you don't like it? No, I'll drink I don't wine. Like it. You don't like wine? No. I mean, I'll drink it if it's like, like I said, I, I shit, I'll hit anything. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like I am not a not a fan, not a fan. Yeah, it's like I love wine. I mean, I, I, it's fine. I'll drink it. But I mean, people like only drink wine, and they get so particular about the kind of wines that they drink. It's like. At the end of the day, it's all just like super heavy, sugary alcohol that just gives you the worst fucking hangover that in the world. True. So I'd rather just drink my fucking bourbon and call it a day. I just want, my thing is like I've never had what people would consider a good wine before, so I don't know if there's a fucking difference. But if like there's a difference, whatever, there's. I'm just saying like I'm sure there's a difference, but like can I taste it? I don't know. 
and uh, I'll go to like the posting house and I'll be like, you just get a house red there, a glass of wine for $4. I'm like, yeah, that I'll take that. Yeah. I, this wine, I'd always do that. Like, so like this is a uh, red. Yeah. I got friends. That, <laughs> I, I, I got, I got friends that are super into, to wine. Like, or whatever. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm like, man, I don't, I, I just don't get it. Like, give me a fucking Miller Lite. I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's another thing with the fucking, the, 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 all the heady beer shit. I just oh, drink two no. White Claws. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's Easter. And I've, I've gotten, I've gotten to be like, yeah, I'll fucking drink this and whatever. But yeah, like, no, there's, I'm definitely a huge beer snob. I, I, I stop, I give <laughs> up on beer because the beer also just makes me really full and tired. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to, like, drink it. I, I love beer. Yeah. That's, that I love bourbon. Don't get me wrong. I think beer is my number one. That's, really, that's the thing that'll get Bourbon's me. Bourbon's all I drink now. Bourbon's great, exclusively. Yeah, you're like fucking. Uh, what's his fuck? Humphrey Bogart. You know that story? Who's that? Humphrey Bogart. I'm oh, I thought you didn't really know. <laughs> but he he filmed the. I think it was called African Queen. Was the name of the movie that they filmed, and they filmed it on location in Africa, and everybody got like cholera or some some kind of disease except for Humphrey Bogart. Uh, it, they all got it from water, but Humphrey Bogart only drank bourbon and nothing else. Right, Never drank yeah, water and story, didn't get yeah. sick. I'm the whole fucking set is like, yeah, I didn't get sick. You're <laughs> drinking the water? You're crazy. I'm drinking my fucking bourbon. If I. All right, anyways. G shit. This is a good one. It's kind of current. Uh, if Travis Scott is going to get all this shit for people being assholes at a show, then Donald Trump needs to be in prison f- for January 6th. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, that's an absolute fact. He, uh, like, I without a doubt, like the, you see videos of him all the time. I uh, not all the time that have been like he wasn't stopping the show. He's like, uh, he did actually. Like, there was a video I saw where he's like, "Stop it, someone's sick." Blah blah blah, and then he went right back into it. So he fucked up. I don't. I I'm on the fence or not on the fence, but I'm on the side saying that it's fucking tour manager fucked up. Tour manager should be out there being like, "Fucking call it." That's it. And I, I understand mean, Travis yeah. Scott is like the guy in fucking charge, but I, I, and I don't think that he was, he was, uh, uh, what's the word? Not, not observant about what was happening. Bro, he's he got, wasn't oblivious to it. He's got like fucking I, 10 different types of tour managers though. You know what I mean? Like I don't, which but, one? I don't but think he's he was, getting all the blame for it. Not one yeah. other fucking person in the fuck, just, just him is yeah. getting it. I just don't think he really understood the severity That's of I mean. the situation, but I will also add on to that by saying I haven't really read a whole lot into that so I, I don't really know a ton about well, you're the story not, you're not on TikTok it's everywhere on TikTok not on TikTok everybody's like Travis Scott is the Satan and he's he's uh, 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 <laughs> he's basically like uh, uh, he refunded everybody's ticket not even at a show just who went to World. he's paying for like all of the funerals of the people that died he's uh, he cancelled his next fucking concert and refunded all the money for them as well he's doing all this shit what did Donald Trump do? Didn't make it then. He didn't do shit about it. He's like, I didn't fucking do it. He even got like, uh, what's it called? When they, uh, sort of the P, they impeached him again and everything like that. He was just like, I'm not even fucking showing up for that. <laughs> Sorry, I was close. But I'm, I can't do words today. But he, yeah, nothing. He did a slap on the wrist. Didn't pay any money. Yeah. He's, nothing. Yeah. That's nothing. N- this is not an unpopular opinion. Oh, it's not? I don't think so. No. I think I think a lot of people want Donald Trump to yeah, pay I guess, for what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess yeah, yeah. the Travis Scott thing is the unpopular opinion that, part because a lot I of people mean. are mad at him. Yeah, it's it, it's just like they obviously Travis Scott for sure fucking could have been like I'm out, and then maybe people would have dispersed. Yeah, but 
it was the people that are there that are being assholes, aren't they not? They're crazy. Right? Yeah. They're absolutely it's the fans that they're did absolutely crazy. Travis and it's Scott like, didn't kill anybody. No, he didn't. And like he didn't cite a riot. It gets or it gets to the point where it's like Okay, he admitted everything that he did wrong, he's doing all this stuff to make it better. What else is he supposed to do now? Like to make you guys happy? Like yeah, people Run died. For president. I'm sure he's not <laughs> I'm sure he's not happy about that. Yeah. You know, right. it's not like he not. wants people to die at his no. concerts. Like what? Like they, they're acting like he's like making sure that eight people die at every one of his shows. Right. Right. You know, and that I mean, sucks that people died. But what again, what is he supposed to do? It, I, I think that and I don't know the, the, the full. I don't know what's going on with, with the situation. I literally saw a Facebook post about it earlier. And that's all I know about really? it. So I don't know anything about I've it. I've done so much research but, on this. This is crazy. I mean, I just don't care. But like the thing is that that the end of the, not that I don't care about the people who died, but I don't care about the situation as a whole. Like, uh, yeah, at the, I end know the, what you mean. At, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I think that people just want to have a hot take. Right. And yep. the hot take is like, oh, it's the fucking artist's fault. Yep. He's got all the fucking money. It's his fucking show. Like they should be. It's like. We're right. in the hot take age right now, That's bro. That's what it is, man. Everybody's got a fucking hot take right now. Twitter breeded that. Gave yeah. you 150 characters or whatever the fuck yep. to come up with your one opinion. And, right. And you that's it. Right. At least on Facebook, old people are putting, like, novels and shit. You know? That's true. And then you can just, like, scroll right past yep. it. Or unfollow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see the yeah. novel and you're like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I literally just, like, like, anytime I just see Trump is... Unfollow. <laughs> anything political. Politics, unfollow. Yeah, you yeah. always have the option to not say anything and just turn the other cheek like the Lord did. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're going to fucking praise you know, him. Praise, praise him. Yeah. Praise Allah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Are we not doing the Muslim thing here? Sorry. Muslim thing. I said praise Allah. I don't know. Oh, don't. They're do all that. the same hymns. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I just think. Uh, I don't know, just, I, I, I guess, like you said, like, people don't know how music and concerts work, and so it's just his fault. I mean, The Who had had, had a bunch of people die at their concert back in the day also. People rushed the fucking, the fucking, uh, the gates. Yeah. Who's the guy uh, running in front of the house? He didn't see what was going on? Mute. End of the fucking show. That's why, where yeah, is he the, getting? Yeah, the sound guy should go to jail. The lighting? <laughs> for a long time. You guys want a real fucking hot take. The L <laughs> sound guy is fucking responsible. The for fucking the LD thing. has all the lights. Just turn everything on and then all the lights You're right. off. LD and the sound guy are going to fucking jail. Fuck that. Tour manager. Fucking monitors. Tour manager, too. Throw them all in fuck. Throw the whole fucking production in jail. I'm the guy saying. who fucking. Tra- Travis the guy who Scott should start, the should start anew. Yeah. <laughs> should start anew. Anyway. <laughs> Trump Scott 2024 is all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, you got one, bud? No, I haven't done my third one yet. Talking bro. to Dylan. I haven't done my third one yet. Oh, wait, I started it? Yeah. I, oh, I do, my bad. I do have one, though, and you guys are, I don't know if we're going to even be able to talk about it because I don't know if you guys know, but go ahead. Um, So I had one and I forgot. Oh, you didn't write it down? Well, I was about to write it down and I forgot what it was as I was going to I'm really sorry for interrupting you. I thought I had lost count. No, it's okay. Um, but you know, zebra print sucks. That's my zebra. Friends, what's that? Zebra print, like his fucking thing over there. You can't see it on the camera. But you don't like zebras? I, I hate zebra print. Why? I don't know. It was just hanging there, and I saw it, and I was like, I hate that. The reason it's hanging <laughs> there, and I know nobody can see it or whatever, but like whoever built this house is an idiot because you're never supposed to put a window 
right where the fucking frame is. You're supposed to have a little bit of gap in between. Like, like right behind you. Look at that. Like, see how the uh, uh, the window is literally on the side of the wall? Yeah, is that that's bad? That's horrible it's for a, the structure. Is that a bad structure? It's so bad. But that's the same way. So I can't hang a fucking curtain there. Horrible structure. So anyway, yeah. I can't believe the structure of this place. It sucks. That's what I'm saying. It's not very postmodern. Yeah, it's like pre-war, I think. It's like pre-war yeah. construction. You can yeah. tell they were really trying to bring this place down when they built it. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to bring it up. Some bullshit. <laughs> some bullshit. Some jeeps. I love architecture. That's my fucking fourth unpopular opinion. <laughs> you just love architecture? I just love architecture. It's I the whole I do thing. too. I buildings are great. <laughs> Anyways. Man, buildings are so sick. I fucking love buildings, bro. Yeah, buildings are pretty good. <laughs> All right, Dylan, what you got, bro? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you guys know who the big four are from the, like, Metal like Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax, right? I know all those bands. Yeah. I didn't know Anthrax was up there. Yeah, they're they're considered the big four. Yeah. I was gonna say I think Anthrax is the best out of the big four. I don't even know who they are. So I feel bad. <laughs> um, I mean, I've never like dove into their music right, before. Yeah. However, I feel like if we're talking strictly numbers, Metallica definitely. Well, we're not talking numbers. We're just talking musically. Music, musically. Yeah. 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 Okay. I know Metallica stomps all of them. Yeah. Like, like I think you, you combine can combine all of them the three, and, then... and Metallica probably has more sales than all three. Yeah, definitely. That aren't Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> Does Metallica do the pummel stuff, like the super screamy? <laughs> Does Metallica even pummel, bro? This fucking like... pummel word, man. <laughs> I totally regret saying it. <laughs> but how you said it was, like, so great and descriptive of it. I'm like, yeah, just, like, fucking just... Everything it wants is like it takes you down, but it pummels I, you. When I think of Metallica, I think of like <laughs> Enter the Sandman, which I think is like uh, a good song, but it's definitely not that Metallica. Anything like you? That Metallica is not indicative of the Metallica that I think put them on. I, I mean, that's their biggest record. You think yeah. like Master of Puppets and that kind of shit? Yes, yeah. Master of Puppets, R- Ride the Lightning, yeah. like that kind of shit. Kill them all. That's the. That's the Metallica that I think of. I think the most people that are in, into Metallica think of that, too. I think like the other stuff is like people, like the stuff that you're talking about, like nothing else matters, like the Black Album and stuff like that. That's all, sh- that's all, that's all like pop. That's commercial Metallica. Yeah, that's commercial Metallica yeah. that like Metallica fans don't give a fuck about for the most part. I mean, they that ushered in a new era of Metallica fan. Yeah, I like that Metallica. For yeah. me, that's, that's the palatable shit. The other stuff is... Way too much for me, but like yeah. you know, I like you know, nothing else matters to me is a beautiful melody and like the it's a great uh, um, what's the word I'm thinking of um, attainable mm-hmm. uh, song, accessible right? music, accessible music, yeah. right? For me, I like that. Uh, then Saint A- Saint Anger came out, and I was like, you guys went way off the fucking deep so end with this one. God, it's so fucking bad. So fucking bad. The yeah. snare tone, <laughs> bro. Large it's like, is like it's probably. Yeah, <laughs> each hit you're like, what it's the like, fuck is up with the bell? Was that a creative choice to suck that badly or what? <laughs> the guy that recorded that record, I'm pretty sure, is the same guy that did Black Album. Really? Well, then it makes sense for Metallica fans. I mean, like uh, Lars is probably one of the most boring drummers of all time, though, right? I mean, like, the yeah, but the he is creative. Maybe is. that is that another unpopular opinion. I don't know. Lars not. Ulrich is a bad drummer, but he's creative. Like his stuff, like a lot of the times what you think he should play or what you think he's going to play, he doesn't play it. But ultimately when you're listening to it and you think about what he looks like when he's doing it, you're like, that's a, that's a goofy 
part. That's goofy. I could see that. Yeah. Now, is he doing it because he can't play what's yes. called for, or is he doing it because no. he's making a creative choice? No. That's well, a distinction that actually, I Actually, I don't know. There are some things that he does that, like, I play drums. I, I can't do a lot of it, you know, but there's a lot of it I can. Yeah. You know, but I think, like, when you're listening to his songs, like, if you compared him to, like, the drummer of Megadeth, the drummer of Megadeth is better, like a better player. But did he write as creatively? I don't think so. I think he's a little more, like, by the book. Yeah, right. There's some. There's there's more of, like, a standard style yes. that you're appeasing, and then there's being creative and th- thinking outside the box. I'm curious as to whether or not that creativity stems from a lack of ability or if it stems from making a creative choice. Probably both. Probably both. That, to me, makes it the, 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 the distinction. Because there's a lot of people out there that are just like, well, I can't play that, so I'm going to play it like this. It's like, it's cool that you have your own interpretation, but I don't respect it as much as if you could do that thing, and then you just chose to do something else. Yeah, but you can like the thing that... that you can like another thing. You can. Yeah, you can. Like It's like, oh, I can't do that. That doesn't make me go... Man, well then you suck. Yeah, no. Like it, it and they're like, no, I, I, I can't actually play that. But what if I did something like this? It's like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it works. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What's your opinion on Metallica? <laughs> um, I always, uh, I've always had this weird fascination with crowds, and I know they have with you, crowds. Yeah, with like the fact that you can just put that many people and they're all paying attention. You talking about the Russian concert? Yeah. yeah. They're like fucking helicopters. helicopters yeah. yeah. It's I've like watched 750,000 people there. Oh, I don't think it's that many people. I think it was something like that. Really? Jamie, look that up. It's like a world <laughs> It's like a world record. <laughs> it's a world record. And actually, uh, do you know I thought it was a world record until I looked it up and uh, do you know who beat him? Who? Rod fucking Stewart. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> In Brazil. Wow. That paid to like play to like a million people. I think you are right. I think it's it, it is like eight hundred thousand or something like that. Yeah, I feel like or maybe it was like four, something like that. But I can't remember. I don't yeah. know. You've seen the video, right? Oh yeah. Dude, of course. As far as the eyes can see. It's in it's Russia insane. of all yeah. places yeah. too. You know well, what I mean? That's not that they're that. one show a decade that <laughs> they get to play. Dude, you know they Russia. bought they bought all the rights to their music from Sony? Uh they Metallica did? Back? Mm-hmm. That's for I, I wonder for how much money. A lot. A lot, yeah. A lot of money. But they bought all of it back, and now it's like there's no label or anything. It's just through them. They're just making all the fucking yep, money. all of it. That's amazing. And all the merch rights and all that stuff. Oh, my God. So, like, every Metallica shirt you see at fucking Target, that goes right into their fucking pockets. That goes, in that fu- that goes in right into Lars's pocket, bro. That right fucking in, guy, bro. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Think about that the next time you buy one. It makes me a little saint angry, if I mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, angry. I guess yeah. since they have all the rights saint to their... Saint Pissed. <laughs> saint Pissed. Oh, follow-up album. I was going to say, uh, since they have all of their um, uh, rights to their music and merch, I guess nothing else matters. <laughs> That was a oh, good man. one. There's a lot of good puns happening tonight. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> that was a really good one. <laughs> uh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Don't worry about it. I just fucking catch it off. Just end it. Yeah, there's nothing else I can say at that point. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for being here tonight, man. Yeah, this it was just, a lot of Thank fun. you guys for having me. This I was fun. It, Absolutely. I feel like I still have so many more questions about it. I just need to go see all, or like go see a metal show, period. Dude, two weeks we're playing here for Where? the first time at... Archetype. You play, that's like right down the street. What you day guys should it? come, man. Are you playing yeah. like, a, like a Tuesday or something? I think it is a yeah. Tuesday. 
It's so weird. You guys are just like, yeah, we're going to play Tuesday in like South Well, it's because it's, wow. it's, it's part of a tour. So yeah. we're, I think it's the tour starts in Orlando on a Sunday. Oh, I didn't mean you. I meant like metal bands in general. Like, yeah, we're going to play on like Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Yeah. See you there. And it's like fucking th- through the roof. There's You're so many save people. save good Friday and Saturday nights for a better market. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the day. Absolutely. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I went to a metal show one time. I just want to say. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, I went to a metal show one time. Oh, twice actually. I saw Cradle of Filth. Ooh, that band's uh, crazy. Revolution in in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. And I was uh, underwhelmed by the mosh pit because I was even trying to get in there and get some shit going, and nobody was down. It's yeah, really strange. Pe- people don't mosh for us either. People just kind of stare at us, and just like cross their arms and just. Oh, uh, you got a bunch of musicians in the crowd. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're just, oh, fuck these guys. I can do that. That's what they fucking every time, do, bro. Every time I open up my shower curtain, I for some reason, I just go, open up the pit. I don't know why I say that, but That's I do that every time. such a weird thing to acknowledge. I just acknowledge. do it every time. I just do it every time. <laughs> in public. I don't, know, I don't know why I do it. <laughs> That's such I'm, a- I'm glad you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I just do it. Open up. I don't know. <laughs> And then I went to uh, uh, OzFest 2006. Dude, that was probably fire. Uh, I don't really remember. I took three Xanax bars. It was taking a bunch of shots on the way there. And yeah. it spoke two blunts. All I remember was just beating somebody's ass because they owed one of my friend's money. And that's Jesus, all I remember. bro. I was wild in high school. I was a wild kid. Uh, but that's <laughs> all I remember. That's literally, I can't. Like, I remember I saw Sy- System of a Down. I remember seeing them. Uh, kind of, but like, I remember the show being very, very boring because they were actually like they broke up after that night. Wow! So I found out like the next day they broke up. So you found System of a Down boring, and you're on Xanax because they. I was. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was crazy. Fucking hammered. I was in the. I was trying to like get in the mosh pit. Nothing was happening. It was so boring. They weren't moving. There was nothing happening. They were just singing the songs. Like, like let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Everyone around you is like. Chill the fuck out, man. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, we, we don't He's do like, that do anymore. you owe me money too? I remember uh, vaguely seeing Disturbed also. Yeah. And I fell over in that mosh pit because I was fucked up. That band's bad. Never yeah. been in a mosh pit. <laughs> it, feels uh, like, it seems like it hurts. A mosh pit? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember what it felt like, but I remember that it was, I remember a lot of arms flailing around and just being on the ground and then getting out. That sounds. It was terrible. It was also the so last. you don't remember much of the day period. No. There was at one point I was sitting in the lot, like, like, like by the amphitheater, like, like there was like a grass area. I was sitting there smoking a blunt. I don't remember who was playing or what was happening around me. I just remember, I remember the action of hitting a blunt. And then the next memory that I have is uh, punching someone in the face. And then the memory I have after that is Sismo down just standing there. Then the memory I have after that is disturbed, falling over in the mosh pit. And then that's it. That's it, black. That's all I got. Just blackness. Just blackness. And then the next day was the first day of my senior year in high school. So I don't remember that day either (laughs) because three Xanax, three white sticks. Jesus, bro. When you weigh 130 pounds. Takes a couple days out of you. Don't do drugs. <laughs> That's man. a good way to end this. It's a good way to end this. <laughs> yes, yeah, so kids. Uh, I'm not saying to do drugs, but they are fun sometimes. <laughs> At that, we're looking for sponsors if anybody wants to get involved. None of that sounded <laughs> fun. <laughs> I was joking. Miserable. Don't do drugs. Uh, this has been bottom of the bill. Thanks, bro, for being out here today. Yeah, yeah, thanks, it's been fucking awesome. Thanks it's for having me. Hell yeah, man. Seriously.
right. make sure you follow Yashira on all the platforms, social media and streaming stuff, you know, even though you don't do that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Catch them on their tour. Catch them on TikTok. <laughs> Catch them on TikTok. What? Metal TikTok. See you guys next time. Adios, muchachos.